There we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Pathfinders podcast. Uh, the, we are your hosts. I am Nazarez, and this is... <laughs> we'll get the toss-up eventually. We are here to go through the vast and nebulous information surrounding Star Citizen and its development, and hopefully giving you some answers that are, one, informative, and two, help you make better decisions in the future both in-game and out. All right, we have a wonderful show. Tree, what do we have this way, this week? <laughs> That's for sure. No, 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 we were... I, okay, I had an inside man that said that, that this, the roadmap was supposed to be bigger, but anyway. Can I hear trees? Okay. Full of, uh, you know, updates. This next one in, in a, a week and some change, and then the one that follows will be the, the bulk of the adding the, the upcoming work for the downstream teams. But that's what we were really hoping for, and we didn't get it. You know, so we've got a little roadmap around around, but I think our our regular segments, the spectrum pulse and our scanner anomalies, um, should be uh, really interesting, uh, especially because they're very pertinent to um, uh, upcoming gameplay uh, and changes to to ships. You know that are uh, we're, we're going to be seeing a lot of in the near future. And and not to throw too much tinfoil hat on it, but the fact that we didn't get the downstream update this week is kind of like uh, not telling but it's it's they're 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 doing some form of elaborate structuring of, of the upcoming schedule so i don't know it makes me it makes me more anxious to see the next update when yeah, when okay. stuff doesn't happen like you think it should anxious is the operative word here. <laughs> because you know we, we we both have our own predictions that you know that they, they do cross mojinate a little bit you know, yeah. uh, about what it will entail. Um, it, but we're also, both of us are probably pretty hyper-focused on the network and persistence teams. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything else is really cool too. I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of uh, interesting work to be added um, for us to, to dive into over the coming you know, weeks, months. Um, but the, the, you know, that's the, the update to those two teams is going to be really telling on what the rest of the the year can look like and mm -hmm. what the status is of persistence uh, or persistence and persistence streaming and uh, server meshing. So yep. we shall see. Yeah, and, and just so everyone who listens and watches the show knows, I have dug my heels in. I'm going to be the stupid idiot that says something's coming out at a date. I'm pinning, and this is not Pathfinders altogether. This is just me, just Naz. Q2 being server meshing update. So there, I'm doing this for one two-sided reason. If I'm right, it means I read the roadmap better than anyone else. If I'm wrong, I'm just some stupid idiot that made a prediction. So the, the gains outweigh the falls in this one. But according to what we see in a lot of different places, all the, the, all the infos, we're really close to server meshing. So that's why I'm going to dig my heels in. So that's that's where I am. So, I moved my mic closer to my mouth. Hopefully, my audio is a bit louder now. Um, I also had. I also turned to go here. So you got. 
You should oh, be. sweet. Cool. Thank you for the heads up, uh, Othman. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so where do we start here? I guess we're starting in the roadmap roundup, so this should be fun. <laughs> so, the roadmap roundup. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, that's I love how they start off these things. Basically, uh, they explain every two weeks they put out a roadmap update for Star Citizen and Squadron 42, though the Squadron 42 things are a bit lacking. It's just basically stuff that mostly is also in Star Citizen, and then chapters for Squadron. Anyway, uh, notable changes this bi-weekly update for March 30th, 2022. The progress tracker, the following deliverable, has been added to the progress tracker. Checkpoint slash skip point tool. This is a Squadron 42 tech, and it says the creation of an editor tool as part of the subsumption visualizer, allow which allows the creation of files defining setup for specific checkpoints, such as spawning entities, their position, and loadouts. This is being added to the Squadron 42 Features Teams schedule. <laughs> Lots of words. <laughs> um, so I'm not even sure what to make of that one. You know, I don't even know why they put it here. It is the tech they need to make sure that it saves the state direction loadout of NPCs around the map, and then mm -hmm. can re reload them when you die. Yeah, when you die, when you, you know, oh, save and load back in later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And skip to point. When, like, I guess that would be like if you skip a cutscene. It, hmm. It's great. I'm glad that stuff is getting done, Squadron. Why did this need to, like, you don't tell us that there's, there's features coming into a patch, like the missile tweaks, or um, what are some of the other quanta being put in in the, in the on the uh, roadmap but you'll give us checkpoints yeah <laughs> i mean it, 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 you know it's a necessary feature for a single Absolutely. player game it's just a know. bit out there a bit nebulous as you, as you might say <laughs> naz i think your mic is a bit loud you're a bit loud on my end okay i'm sorry everyone i, I or maybe you're sitting a little close i don't know probably both yeah uh -oh. Well, you also have a much better mic than I do. Or much worse, depending. Anyway, to the <laughs> release view. <laughs> this week, we've added a minor addition to the release view interface. To benefit players who may be unaware of our patch release cadence, we've added a column for each quarter's release for the remainder of the year as previously communicated. We've added this card. We'll be... We'll... We'll add this feature card to those columns as we get closer to their respective quarters uh, the following deliverable has been passed is has passed its final review for this reason we've updated this card to committed and changed the color to the best color blue the hull a the scorpius will be later in 317x patch uh you are clipping a bit tree let me see if oh. i can fix this audio things all right is the audio clipping or just the video i imagine it's audio okay um so what, what the yes so the the interesting thing about the release view mm -hmm. so they added the 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 quarter releases for the 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 rest of the year uh predictably they labeled them 319 320 we are not going to know think? it's four, yeah we're we're not going to know it's going to be what what patch will be 4.0 until like the you know until then 
you, 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 they're not going to tell us ahead of time. No, we won't um, know till after it releases. They've said yeah. they said well, they said this 2016 CitizenCon. They said yeah. we until we release the update, you won't know it's 4.0. And basically, they'll announce that server meshing will come in in the patch before they call it 4.0. They just won't until it's retroactively call it 4.0, just for reasons. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, I didn't actually read that bit about the the two new two new quarters. Why did they add the two new quarters? Just to, I mean, just based off what they said. But you know, I, I, it was funny because a whole lot of people reacted to seeing those things labeled as three nineteen and three twenty, <laughs> no. and, and lost their minds. And it's like, really? <laughs> Did you really, you know, see no four no pyro, no server match and meshing? And it's like, no, that's not what that means. No, no. You know, as I said, you know, three eighteen yeah. is my tinfoil hat four Yeah. But even even if it isn't, you know, until it releases, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to know. They're, yeah. they're not going to tell us. It, yep. It's that big. It's it's that big, and that is CR's thing, you yeah. know, uh, of keeping things behind the 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 veil. And that's uh, more. It it it's only coming about because they don't want to call, let's say, three seventeen four point and then say what server meshing can't come in this next quarter, and then they're like, it's four but you don't get server meshing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of that you you want to call it 4.0, but you don't want to call it before you're sure. And with server meshing probably in the, in the state that will come in when it comes in, broken as all get out. Um, you you don't want to have to delay something. Then you'd be like patched behind, so it'd be 4.1, and it'd be weird. For those of you who don't know, uh, they're gonna call it 4.0 because of how big a difference it will be between what we play now and what we play after server meshing. The difference between the gameplay is going to change so dramatically, they want to call it another whole version, not just three dot something. So. It's the next quantum leap. Sure, that's a great. That's that's <laughs> I mean that's a pretty good apt description. It it was also entertaining for me when they, they mentioned we also wanted to confirm that the Scorpius is on track to release in a subsequent 3.17.x patch and people lost their minds. And that's it. I, I just I can't I can't fathom it because the the sprint uh -huh. for the Gladius mm -hmm. has been Scorpius, a late yeah. or sorry, the Scorpius has been a late um three seventeen, you know, release they indicator. Knew. It's been there, and I could have sworn, and I've been trying to find where it was said because I'm not the only one that that remembers this. But the they they told us that the Scorpius would release at Invictus Launch Week 2022, and yeah, I, yeah, they I'm knew. almost positive. I know, <laughs> I know this was said somewhere. You know, it wasn't a new thing, and people thinking that it was going to come right at the initial yeah it's on the progress tracker it shows you it's going until the end of april it's been like that for ages you just didn't look at it i i i support the scorpius being even if it was done three months ago waiting to release it till invictus and there's a good reason i don't want another g12 thing where it's just like this is the height of luxury in a rover by the way the military bought five million of them just like what? <laughs> Why? That's not a luxury. That's not a military vehicle. I don't care if you put rockets on it. 
It was because of their superior craftsmanship. Oh, get out! <laughs> they didn't have something, so like, what do we have? We have a we have a rover we can throw together. Do it. They they want the the generals to be able to ride around in style. No, no, they need no. Our support. No, I refuse to believe. Like, I refuse to believe that that's going to show up in Squadron. Oh no, no, I don't, I don't buy that either. It's not even on the product trigger. Yeah, but so, generals rode around in something before the G twelve. I no, I just I cannot. I know. We like look at look at the universe that we've built, or that Star Citizen or the CIG has built in front of us. What in the universe says that the military rides around in pompous vehicles? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I. The, the civilian luxury the and the military people. have been very delicately uh, separated. Like they've purposely said, "This is a military aesthetic. This is a luxury aesthetic." Yeah. Never do they touch. And even for the the manufacturers that cross over. You know, you can see the, the a visible difference between the Absolutely. ships that are military ships within those manufacturers and the ships that are not. Yeah, um, Admiral Bishop is not riding around in a Phoenix. <laughs> Polaris, <laughs> yes. Bengal, yes. Phoenix, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, enough rambling for that one. Well, uh... and so the roadmap roundup uh, it was very limited. This. Uh, this time around, we are all crossing our fingers for the next one. Um, and we also, we don't have a monthly report yet because um, <laughs> it comes out you know, it's, in three days. It comes out on, on, in, on Wednesday. So we will definitely be diving into that monthly report. Yeah. Two days. Yeah. Today's Monday. Yep. We'll definitely be diving into that monthly report, scouring it. So that way we will be able to um, present that with the, uh, the next episode. Yep. Um, and yeah. then, Let's see. So it'll be next episode. We'll have the monthly report and a roadmap roundup. So maybe that'll be the big episode that we were. Yeah, that'll be our first three hour episode. (laughs) Yeah. But we will be um, Naz is working on uh, updating our format. So that way, um, not only do we have the long form uh, format uh, when we're live on Twitch, uh, but also uh, when it goes up to YouTube, there will be chapters so you can watch individual sections um, uh, and get directly to what it is you're trying to trying to hear about, um, as well as uh, individual videos eventually. Hopefully we can make that work um, so that way we can uh, satisfy the algorithm, but also satisfy you know the, the viewers um, getting the uh, content out in a, a more digestible fashion. Yeah, I have no idea why Tree let me put this on my my own YouTube channel because this this show is just absolutely <laughs> loving the algorithm and all those views and crap are going to my channel. <laughs> I I am doing this because it is for my mental health. Oh, okay. That's what this is. Okay. This is a mental health exercise, a distraction from. I'm real not life. a doctor. I can give no medical um, um was medical assistance. <laughs> Uh, so the one thing we do have, though, on. the one thing we do have before, right before we move on, is that the downstream and uptim teams are more complete than they have ever been, because we've had some problems with this in the past, where a lot of the teams weren't on there. So if you go look at the oh, yeah. the, the companion uh, over the past few weeks, I've actually helped um, a little bit, a very little bit, but uh, mostly Jake 
um, acapella, he works at CIG, has been going back and figuring out which teams are there and which teams are not. So now we have a mo most, if not all, I'm pretty sure it's all of them this time. All the teams are now on the upstream downstream lists. So good. Now we can move on. Hopefully, you know, now if only people read that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the people who care about this podcast read the list. Okay. Mm -hmm. We we yeah, talk to the people who read the progress tracker and read the companion thing. We're in good we're in good uh, company. We are. Um so this episode's Spectrum Pulse. Um and again, uh Spectrum Pulse is where we take questions um that we find uh through our interactions with the community, uh whether it's uh on Spectrum itself, um or Reddit or in different Discord channels uh that we're in. Uh, we we look for questions that uh, people in the community are asking about aspects of Star Citizen, whether it's the development or, you know, ships, uh, gameplay, that sort of thing. Things that are sort of vexing and don't have easy answers. And so we take these questions and we do a deep dive into all the, uh, you know, uh, or not even a deep dive. We do uh, detailed scans, you know, through the vast nebulous information surrounding Star Citizen, in order to find um, the information that can help you um, find your own answers. And so we, with these and the scanner anomalies, we like to present the information that we find first in an objective um, way, so that way, you know, you're you're not getting it through our our personal filter. This is me uh, and Naz just showing you, hey, this is what we found. The links are in the show notes. You can read it for yourself. We're going to paraphrase things, you know, for 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 time's sake, um, but help you uh, get answers to the questions. We'll give you our spin at the end and what we think, um, but, you know, you can take it or leave it, but at least you have, you know, the as much, you know, the, the best information available. And again, if we go through these, you know, um, spectrum pulses and the scanner anomalies, and we miss something, you find you have information that you think is relevant, please let us know. Reach out to us um, on Discord um, or uh, leave a comment on YouTube um, and send that inform information our way. We will update the show notes um, after the fact, and we will also, in the following episode, you know, give an, a, a verbal update and give you, you know, uh, give you credit for for finding that information and, and adding to our lexicon about these different topics speaking so speaking this... of our, our our spectrum pulse and i had to i i'm sorry <laughs> tree you've done all of them so far i have not helped one bit on any of the pulses the spectrum pulses like i said this is my <laughs> my my you know, uh, my mental health outlet. It lets okay. me escape from from real life work and do something that's a, a you know a, a mental thought exercise. And so, you know, I I, I would do, I was doing this anyway for fun, and now I get to do it with you and and share it with other people in a more formal capacity. Um, but so this episode, Spectrum Pulse, uh, where I titled it the Starfarer Identity Crisis, and it originated. Um, uh, Othmian, the actual originator of the question, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering your your pronunciation of your 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 name, um, is a uh, frequenter of the uh, disc uh, AstroPub Discord, um, as well as he's uh, active in the InfoRunners Discord, which we are both in. And Othmion, Othmion, is that an M? Yeah. 
he's in chat right now. So we appreciate him, him dropping by and hanging out. Um, but, um, if I remember correctly, this was a, a discussion that was had in one of the discords off me on. Yes, I had it. Cool. Um, it, that ended, he ended up making a spectrum post about, um, and obviously spectrum was not super helpful because, you know, it rarely is unless a dev weighs in. Um, but because it was a good question and when we were talking about it, we we're like, you know what, that is a bit nebulous. Let's do a, let's do some, you know, some digging on it. And, and so I created, yeah. When is spectrum ever actually helpful? It isn't unless a dev actually comes in there and gives us the clarification that Othmion was asking for versus, you know, community members just chiming in with what we already knew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> occasionally occasionally you'll meet the right people but i, I have not hard. yet met the right people <laughs> yeah. i go on spectrum to see no wait that's cool. not true i have a great conversation going with the guy who is writing who has written the unofficial road to server meshing me and him are me and him Pat. oh yeah. yeah you're talking about the uh, that presentation thing mm -hmm. yep yeah he is fantastic i i do like it what the when other people in the community share the things that they're building uh, or that they've made, you know, resources, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, Othmion's, uh, spectrum er, question, um, on, that he posted on spectrum, um, Starfarer can refine everything or not ISC clarification. Can we get clarification in, uh, into if the Starfarer can refine all materials or can it not? Is the Starfarer only a fuel refinery or a general purpose refinery, but less efficient at it? We have two recent pieces of information that conflict. Um, so he, uh, put in links, uh, that have timestamps, um, with you know short quotes relating to those two pieces of information, um, the first uh, chronologically was from uh, Inside Star, Star Citizen Sweet Gadget of Mine in Fall 2021. Dan Truffin said, "Starfarer to refine whatever the prospector and mole are harvesting right there on the spot. Whatever the prospector and mole are harvesting right there on the spot." It doesn't mention fuel, but then. Uh, in Inside Star Citizen Expanse Glance Winter 2022, which was just like a couple weeks ago, or yeah, uh, very recently, John Crew said the Starfarer was more specialized into purely doing fuel uh, in, in reference to refining, I believe. Uh, and so obviously that uh, that can leave a a, a lack of clarity. Um, about what the Starfarer uh, is actually capable of. Um, and that lack of clarity isn't helped by the fact that the Starfarer has been through a multitude of changes um, since, you know, since the beginning, since 2013, when it was, you know, first a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> B Blizzrad, BLZ Rad uh just said, let me guess. Spectrum's helpful response was they don't conflict and you are stupid for asking. Um yes, that is an excellent way to paraphrase it. If yes, you want to uh... I, I, I read through a couple and they're just basically <laughs> uh, you don't know what you're talking about or like that you can't transfer stuff. There's pipes all over the ship. Mm -hmm. So the um, the show notes are in the description, and um, 
the uh, the link to the Spectrum post is in there. So if you can give uh, when you get a chance, and if you're listening, please give Othmion's uh, Spectrum post an upvote so we can get um, maybe a, a dev to come in and clarify, because um, that would that would be really helpful. But uh, so back in 2013. Um, the Galactic Guide for MISC was written, and it mentioned the Starfarer um, before it was even in production, um, back when it was just, you know, essentially words. Um, and uh, uh, I'm going to read a quote, because um, yeah, the, the way the Starfarer was uh, come up with, uh, MISC actually did like a big old research study um, over like a year and a half you know, it came out, you know, ended up being like 15,000 pages long, uh, basically telling them that, uh, hey, we need an actual dedicated fuel truck. Because prior to the uh, development of the Starfarer, um, it was just a whole bunch of hodgepodge um, uh, options, you know, converted this and that, you know, essentially using modified ships to carry uh, fuel as well as refuel other ships in flight. Um, so it says the end result, a decision to focus development efforts on a dual role fueling craft capable of both collecting spaceborne fuel and refueling other spacecraft in flight. And then it just goes on to describe the Starfarer um, in how they carry massive internal fuel tanks that are welded directly to the ship's core. So they weren't initially, they weren't originally um, going to be a removable. Uh, they were going to be a, a hard, um, uh, part of the ship, a hard, yeah, a hard part of the ship, part of the ship, part of the crew, uh, yeah, but a, a piece that wasn't removable. Um, and they were uh, to allow for refueling other ships, but also to take on fuel by scooping within the atmosphere of gas giants and uh, other, you know, like nebula type things. Um, but the refinery mechanism was to be a upgrade. It wasn't part of the. Um, the, the base chassis. So originally the, the Starfarer was meant to just be a fuel truck, you know, but with the ability to scoop fuel, uh, what was going to be used as fuel um, from space, you know, space gas. Um, there was also the, the plan to be able to remove the um, fuel tanks that were welded onto the chassis uh, and put on a, a cargo uh, mod, a cargo mod for, uh, transporting bulk goods but uh, apparently that wasn't as popular uh, so there's a, a a good block of time from when that verbiage came out when the starfarer was first um, thought up and and sold and all that to when we actually first got to see the starfarer and they actually revealed um the starfarer on uh, around the verse which is the, one of the predecessors to the regular video shows that we get now uh, on a segment called ship shape um, this is actually released in march uh, it was march 18th 2016 before the jump point um, was released that actually detailed the um, progress of the starfarer from concept to production um, and so in that ship shape um, Quarantine Billimon, um, he is the uh, Star Citizen dev. I don't think he still works for CIG, but he is the one that made uh, the Tonk of Nova Tonk famous um, mm -hmm. because he is a Frenchman. He has a heavy accent. Um, I believe he's French. I don't think he's Quebec or you know French Canadian, but um, has a heavy accent. And so he's the. That's what he's famous for. 
But at 313 in that ship shape, um, he says two fuel refineries uh, that will come standard. Uh, and so that is basically, you know, when we, you know, found out that, hey, um, not only it, the Starfire isn't going to come with, you know, the refineries aren't going to be an upgrade. It's going to come standard with the base with the Starfire. Um, and then uh, later on, um, he mentions, you can see the big difference between the fuel pods there and the fuel refinery a bit bigger as well. And so if you ever looked at the Starfare, walked around when it's landed, you'll notice that the fuel pods, the three pods on either side to the rear of the racks are smaller um, and basically have different greebling to them than the pods to the front, which are the actual refinery pods. Uh, after that, uh, again in March 2016, I want to say it's just like a week or so later, um, there was the... Uh, the comlink transmission uh massive hauling the misc starfare uh, that is basically uh, like when we get new ships now you know you you have your hey no <laughs> sorry my daughter my dog was doing that butt scoot on the carpet ah, no. <laughs> don't do that um Anyway, so um, it, it's if you go look at it in the link, it's you know the sort of the the advertisement thing, um, the narrative lore team puts out uh, along with marketing. You know when we get a new ship, uh, when it goes up for you know uh, for for sale and all that. Um, and uh, so the the very beginning it says designed to collect and refine quantum fuel in flight, and so we. We had, let's see, in March 2016, I want, I can't remember what patch we were. I didn't look, but this is way early, early days uh, for the alpha. And I can't, I think we were just in the hangar. Yeah, we were just in the hangar. Mm -hmm. um, but at this point, they had talked about quantum travel just a, a little bit um, and how we were going to be traveling through the verse. And so this is the first mention I could find of the Starfarer um, collecting and refining quantum fuel um, versus, uh, and we still didn't know what quantum fuel was going to be made of, you know, how it was going to go about. But at this point, um, myself, um, this is when I assumed that, okay, if the Starfarer uses its scoops in order to scoop gas giants and nebula and stuff uh, in order to fill its fuel tanks i assumed that quantum fuel was going to come from you know uh, uh, some sort of gas or gas mixture um, uh, from reading this and, and from what we had been told before and uh, uh, another quote that i picked out from that page and you'll want to go back and read this if you want to know more because it's pretty interesting but it's basically just an advertisement thing it's like a ship brochure uh, almost. The Starfare was initially designed as a tanker and includes equipment for collecting and refining spaceborne hydrogen. And so that's why this gets a little bit confusing because at the beginning, collect and refine quantum fuel. And we didn't know what quantum fuel was from, but now it says uh, for collecting and refining spaceborne hydrogen. It's like, okay, is this a separate uh, mechanic that it's capable of doing? Is this the same mechanic? Is, does it have a way of refining hydrogen to not only thruster fuel, but also quantum fuel? We didn't know. We didn't have the answers at this point. Um, and so the, the rest of that uh, brochure type thing talks about um, you know, how the crew you know, go about their daily life on a Starfarer uh, and how they do things. Um, 
but uh, it uh, with you know it talks about the I think it was the, the the crew member who manages the fuel with her cargo holds now a few tons lighter and her crew a few credits richer or richer the Clydesdale the name of the surfer in the story is ready to finish her contract and deliver her precious supply of fuel to the station's waiting storage tanks. Um, and so ostensibly you'll be able to transport fuel, you know, collect and refine and then transport it to a station to keep their, the station supply up as well, not just refueling other ships. Um, but uh, continuing, especially uh, sp built for the task, transferring the contents of the Starfarer's massive detachable fuel pods is a straightforward affair uh, as Qu uh, Quartermaster Dion ensures that the business at hand is conducted quickly and more importantly, safely. Um, and so, you know, ostensibly this uh, process, you know, they talked about it in uh, a recent ISC, you know, you can do damage to other ships by not, you know, um, filling them up in a, a manner that is safe. Um, but, you know, you can also do damage to your ship, the Starfare, uh, and potentially you could do damage to a space station that, that you are providing, you know, delivering fuel to, um, you know, for ships that are going to refuel there. I just realized there's gonna be the there's gonna be have to be a fuel port somewhere on the space station. Mm -hmm. Like we have we have the tech to do it, but it's just like you roll up on a giant space station. Where do I plug it in? <laughs> yeah, where do you plug it in? Do you land uh, in the hangar and then connect somehow? You know, how's this gonna work? You oh, know, man. but uh, eventually that's gonna be a thing. You know, everybody's yeah. like. A lot of people dismiss the utility of the Starfarer because they only think about it as refueling ships, and We're it's like, no, how do you think the fuel? Yeah, how do you think the fuel is going to get from, you know, from you know, uh, from station to station? How do you think the fuel is going to be taken from you know sources of hydrogen or whatever to the station? You know, yeah, yeah you'll be there is talk about using the hulls with attached containers for for bulk transfer and stuff, um, but you're not going to use a hull for going out and you know will... scooping gas from a gas giant or you yeah. know a, a gas pocket. They will you know. probably use a hull series, probably hull CD or E, to get it to a station, but use Starfarers to actually deposit it into the into the station. Yeah. Because yeah, the... moving all those tanks, let's say a whole sea worth of tanks into a hangar, then doing it, why not just hook the hangar things up to a Starfarer, land those, drop those back out onto the whole sea, and repeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they do it, because um, if you... Uh, and. and... Again, one thing I like to do in this podcast is I like to highlight other content creators in their work. Um, we talk about Infra Runners a lot and uh, AstroPub. Um, I also I, I enjoy Ray's Guide's videos, and Ray's Guide did a great video on mm -hmm. Lagrange points. Yes, he and did. one of the Lagrange points stations that he talked about, I think, was one where, um, based off of where gases would collect, is where you would put a station that collects those gases to make fuel and make hydrogen fuel. And so I could see uh, fleets of starfarers going about scooping this fuel filling up their tanks, bring it back to these fuel stations where it's refined into, you know, higher octane hydrogen fuel or thruster fuel, um, refined into, uh, uh, you know, you deliver your quantanium fuel there maybe as well, who knows. But then larger bulk transfer ships like a hull would take the, the bulk of that fuel to other places, you know, to the other stations. Um, but you know who knows how it's gonna how it's gonna work. But it's the Starfarer isn't just for refueling other ships. It's just that's what we're getting right now, uh, or coming up with Alpha three seventeen. Yep. Um, 
and uh, moving on so i in the show notes it's linked um, i uploaded the jump point it was jump point um, 4-4 april 2016 it's called reaching for the stars and it's the one where they detailed the development um, of the star fair through concept and uh Sometimes there's some good little tidbits in those jump points, especially oh. when they're talking about ships and how they got developed and, and what is actually in them. Um, and one quote I picked out, you know, and it's just sort of generic to do with everything else. The MISC Starfarer is the galaxy's standard fuel transporter. Standard fuel transporter. Not just standard refueler, standard fuel transporter. Starfarers are ubiquitous on both sides of the refueling process. Their massive tanks allow for both the collection of spaceborne fuel from gas giants and extrasolar sources and the transport of active fuel from refinery stations to the primary market. So, you know, the the the, the Starfarer is going to be integral to the logistics involved within Star Citizen. Um, you know, just like, you know, the miners are integral to logistics in mining ore and bringing it back to refining stations in order to have it refined to make materials for, you know, everybody to make everything. Um, the Starfarer is that, but for fuel, you know, whether it's quantum, uh, uh, how much it's involved in the quantum fuel aspect of it, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I'll get to that part later. Um, but the uh, I uploaded the jump point to, to Google. So if you want to download the jump point, uh, you can do that. It's also those pictures or images are available in a com link that is also in the show notes. Um, and then the next post, it was also in April 2016. So we've got a whole lot of information um, that came with the Star Fair um, in 2016 when it first made it into uh, uh, our hangar mode, uh, the original alpha. Um, and so that com link uh, was the shipyard fuel mechanics com link. Um, and it says refineries are the key. Uh, one quote I picked out uh, said the refineries are the key to converting other gases into usable fuel. While fuel intakes do a passable conversion job, refineries take it to the next level. They can be found on a wide range of ships like the 100 series, Freelancer Dur, and on the high end, the, the Starfarer. So the Starfarer has a high end refinery for fuel um according to this thing according to this thing what dif what differentiation there will be in game between the starfarer's refinery and the one on the 100 series or the freelancer dur we don't know how is the fuel based refinery of the starfarer going to compare to the expanse you know and, and other um more mining based refineries again we don't know we're we're you know, going through the information, we'll see what's available. Um, but that, it's an interesting, an interesting quote. Um, the next one that I picked out as part of the refining gameplay, you can select what type of fuel to scoop and where it will end up, provided you have a ship with multiple fuel tanks, such as the Starfare. You will need to monitor the situation as gas concentrations will vary by location and even within the same location. So I think this is really interesting because with the refineries, and them talking about how the Starfarer um, is the high-end fuel refinery, I wouldn't be surprised if they, um, uh, along with the refinery processes that you we we see when we're dropping off uh, our mined materials um, in game right now, if there are 
ref multiple refinery processes for fuel in order to get different aspects coming from the fuel, you know, depending on what the gas is yeah. um, that you have available, you know, it, it, essentially like different levels of octane, you know, for uh, like we have for unleaded, but more, more granular, more complex, you know, you, you could think of another, a, a number of different uh, modifiers that you could get from different gases and the level of that modifier would be modified by the level of the um, of the refinery you know so the highest level refinery um, on a ship being the starfare could get you the highest grade octane of you know ammonia gas um, uh, or what do they call it yeah ionized ammonia gas uh, converted into plasma so maybe that would have a a modifier towards uh, thruster output or thruster efficiency or reduction in in heat or something like that um and it would you know the the modifier would go from like 5 10 to 20% based yeah. off what refinery and that's going to bleed a lot into the racing scene like there's already a really good oh, racing yeah. scene in the game now but there's going to be like actual like in lower races mm -hmm. being held in the game yeah and those... think about what that would do for the daymar rally you know or Ooh. you know the, the ship races we don't yeah. have yet whether it's a, a right. short sprint one or there's, you know a, there's a, like the murray cup endurance which is, race there's the murray cup yeah. which is like formula one like it's very like this is mm -hmm. how you do this but there's races that are kind of outside that which are if you can make your ship go faster do it so people will like yeah. armor who needs it weapons keep those and because a lot of them are open gun races uh um, yeah, and you you could have volatility where you know yeah it, you know it this gives you this much extra oomph but, but you know if, if, if somebody were to say find some exotic fuel somewhere out randomly in a uh, a system and refine yes. it and say hey this has one to three percent higher above the next highest fuel you can you can have an edge in a get in a race just because mm -hmm. of the fuel refining process. And you, and you could sell that for a premium. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, there there would totally be a market for that in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, so I, I could see that being really, get really interesting real quick. Uh, let's see. Oh, dang, I lost my spot. Oh, well, yeah, you, so. Well, you refine, um, refine that. I wanted to mention this somewhere because this is all about the identity crisis that is the Star Fair. It also started life as an fps level like that's that was the plan that they came out with this like we're gonna build a big ship and this was before big ships were a thing in star system even in the hangar we had uh the hornet the freelancer uh pause with the constellation and the three hundred series three hundred series and yeah. I, I don't know if the constellation was in yet i think it was in a very rough state but they were going to be re reworking that at least three more times anyway this was the first big ship that they were going to get into. Multiple decks, several rooms, captain's quarters, the whole shebang. And they're like, they gonna... said to me around the verse that the, they had to make the, I forget what the, the luxury hangar is called, but they, they, they made that New York. in order to fit this ship. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't there before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I came in a couple of years late, so I'm retrospectively getting all I just I just rewatched it. So yeah, yeah I remember. Um, but their great idea was because Star Citizen is an FPS focused game where you are a person, not a ship. 
um, they're going to build it like an FPS level. So they're going to take all the FPS level design mechanics that the team has, and they'll try and apply them to the interior. That being said, it came out as a map mouse maze instead of an actual ship or an actual livable space. And that's where we kind of been clawing back from ever since. And now with what's the last ship to come out? Um, I mean, the whole A just came out. Um, what just came out before that? But the ship, the the raft, that's mm-hmm. been amazing. All these concepts and these ships that we're getting, the 400 series, or the 400i, not series yet, um, has such, such such much better that's not a sentence but so much much better better. so much better thank you um in the terms of it's an fps design but it's built to be fps utility not an fps battle as the original idea of building big ships is Mm -hmm. so i just want to throw that extra bit in there as we're talking so much about fuel in the starfarer so sorry i throw that wrench in there no it it and it makes sense because you know, for all of us who have played Xenothreat, it's not a coincidence that they used the Starfarer as the ship you have to, you know, one of the ships you have to board in order to get the the cargo, you know, uh, from the Xenothreat who is on board, you know, and, and you have to shoot them because yeah, it's I an hope. FPS map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope that if we if we still have Xenothreat in like three or so years, like they they because these are supposed to be supply uh trucks basically mm-hmm. there's no there's no cargo trucks it's just starfarer there's not there's there's no holes basically <laughs> like yeah these carry fuel and they have a amount of interior stuff but there's no like like they're all fuel trucks plus whatever they can hold inside they could like and we're can, we're carrying boxes out wouldn't it be smarter to get a bigger box truck mhm if they wanted boxes. Anyway. Tinfoil hat, all so, that. Moving on. <laughs> with everything that I've read so far, you can see how things surrounding the Starfarer are nebulous. It's our favorite word here. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of, well, wait a minute. Does it do this? Does it do that? You know, Does it do quantum fuel? What is quantum fuel? How do we get quantum fuel? You know, um, it, it, it's a lot of uncertainty just because they hadn't thought these things out yet. This is, you know, 2016 um, when we were still hangar bound. Um, and so they, they hadn't come up with the answers yet. Um, but the last quote from that ship are, the shipyard fuel mechanic post, um, towards the end, it says, finally, quantum fuel ro- will remain as is. It will only be consumed during quantum travel and refilled at designated stations like Cryastro. <laughs> Cryastro. So... That was that was the the thing that, and maybe they just worded it wrong, you know, in order to you know, it, it's it is a bit muddy, like Othmian is saying. Um, I think they just worded it wrong. They weren't as good at the wordsmithing uh, and weasel words as they are now. But you know, that one threw me for a bit of a loop, um, just because you know, uh, as I read before, you know. Uh, on massive hauling the misc starfare designed to collect and refine quantum fuel in flight but then they're saying that you know can will only be consumed during quantum travel and refilled at designated stations like cryastro uh, it, it it didn't jive and so yeah a mm, little weird 
and so moving on, we had a bit of a gap because you know the the alpha moves out into space, and you know we've got the persistent universe at this point. Um, and so there's a lot more information coming out. Uh, we have the Starfarer, and all it's good for is hauling a little bit of cargo. There's no refueling mechanics or anything, obviously. Um, but in uh, on March 30th, 2019, Chris Roberts uh, penned probably one of my favorite Spectrum posts um, because it is a detailed, uh, essentially, diatribe on uh, how quantum drives work and how quantum travel is going to work in-game um, because the quantum travel we have now is placeholder. It's not the real thing. So um, that link is in there. Please go read it. It is very illuminating. It is from the <laughs> the horse's mouth. <laughs> literal. Um, well, not literal. No. Yeah. Um, what words? I don't know. Um, not yeah. literally, but the but highest says, you can get. There we go. Yeah. yeah. The, the buck stops with him. Pretty. You know, yeah. We we all know it. Um, but he says, the first quote from there that I picked out, to create a negative energy density, you need exotic matter, which is why quantum fuel is different, separate than thruster propulsion fuel. And so this is the, to me, from what I found, the the, the first real confirmation that quantum fuel probably isn't going to come from the same source. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just reading the chat. Sorry. Yep. Um, that was the first, you know, out of everything that I read, that was the first confirmation to me that uh, quantum fuel was not going to come from the same source as um, uh, thruster fuel. Um, and at, prior to that, we really didn't have any confirmation um, because we didn't know, you know, how it was going to work. The fuel just came from the station and we didn't know how it got there. Um, and then he goes on to say, we don't have it. Uh, we don't have it in the game yet, but our plan is to allow players to harvest, mine, quantum matter. He says quantum matter. He doesn't say quantanium or anything like that. It hasn't been a thing yet. They still haven't figured out what quantum matter is. Is, is it uh, an exotic gas or something like that? Is you know, is it a solid? You know, We don't know where it comes from. Um, that's why he said harvest slash mine. This would be different than collecting regular thruster fuel, which is accomplished by scooping. Uh, accomplished by scooping up various gases. Uh, dense, inert ones would be best from atmospheres or space clouds slash nebula. Quantum matter would likely be quite hard to find, dangerous to mine, and very valuable. Think of coaxium from Solo, a Star Wars story. Mining quantum matter, and he says mining this time, but you know, before he said mining harvesting, will be part of the harvestable entities work we have planned for Q2 and may come online with the Q3 fuel work. Well, the Q3 fuel work didn't end up being a thing. Um, Back into yeah. 2019. Yeah, got delayed. But it's interesting that he says at this, at this point, you know, um, basically that... Um, Quantum matter is, you know, going to be hard to find, dangerous to dangerous to mine or harvest, and very valuable. But it's going to be different than you would. Uh, you're not going to be scooping it like we do with thruster fuel with gases. And so that was, you know, a bit where we're trying to start to diverge from the. Well, wait a minute. The um, the Starfarer. Uh, when it was, you know, three years prior, designed to collect and refine quantum fuel in flight. Well, the Starfarer doesn't have any way to mine. It has scoops for getting, you know, dense gases for um, 
for thruster fuel, but it's it basically you know it, it, to me it's saying that at this point the scoop you, you're not going to be scooping um, quantum you know, matter um, the, the this rare thing uh, and that's where well it's like well wait a minute okay the Starfare was initially going to be doing quantum fuel we thought you know maybe it's just refining it now but you know not scooping it you know what what's going on. Yay! More nebulousness. We're we're still pushing our way through this gas cloud, um, looking for you know the 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 source of the signal here. Moving on to the next post that I found, uh, which was a com link uh, for Star Citizen Alpha 3.9, uh, May 1st, 2020. Uh, introduced a volatile mineable ore. Quantanium is a widely available. Wait a minute! Didn't Chris Roberts a year prior say that it was rare? You know, um, and that's why because Chris said it was rare, and Alpha 3.9 they said is widely available. I think that the the description in Alpha 3.9 is a descript is relevant to Stanton. I think in other systems it will be much more rare. I think Stanton, you know, has a is particularly valuable because places like the air and halo have large deposits of quantanium but who knows remains to be seen that's my tinfoil hat on that but it says quantanium is a widely available and highly unstable ore used in the production of quantum fuel used in the production so it's not the only thing that goes into this um going you know to that uh, Back to that refinery conversation. Once it is mined, care must be used in the speed and manner in which it is transported. Not only does it degrade over time, which we know, big, big bada boom, uh, but any impact will cause it to deteriorate further. The more degraded the quantanium, the more unstable it is, and the higher the risk of exploding. When a dangerous threshold is crossed, the player will receive a visual audio warning <laughs> and will have the option to eject all cargo, or the desync will just make it blow up in your face. Uh, <laughs> Failing to eject risks the ship taking damage or being destroyed. Uh, given the risk, successful delivery of quantanium will be a lucrative endeavor, which it still is. Uh, yeah. And now we're getting to the, the meat of the problem. Um, the, the, the next thing is uh, the link that Othmion uh, found um, from the Insights Artists in the Sweet Gadget of Mine, Fall 2021. Linked in the show notes, of course. Uh, Dan Truffin says, we are looking right now at, ch and I, I literally copied word for word his statement, so it would be in proper context. We are looking right now at ship refining and getting the Starfarer to be able to refine whatever the prospector and molar harvesting right there on the spot together. And that's what we think will close that lovely gameplay loop of resource acquisition for mining. I'm gonna go out on a bridge here. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate, tinfoil hat, whatever you want to call it. That sentence was them looking into what they needed for mining. I assume somewhere between this and the next post, somebody said, "What about the refining ship?" Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say that this that quote is because of everything you said. That quote seems out of place so far. Because everything with a star of her has been fuel, 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 fuel. And that, that sentence says to me that they were like, they like want it. They saw like, hey, we need to refine minerals. Starfarer we have in-game now has a refinery on it. Why don't we just hook them in? 
And then someone's like, wait, but that that's a fuel boat. And so that's probably where it diverged into this mm-hmm. is why we have the expanse now. So continue. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is a distinct possibility, but like uh like Othman said in the chat, that's too good and direct a sentence to be like a goof. Not, and, and not a goof, but a like that's where I, they I were at the time. I, yeah, it, but this wasn't long ago. This was um Oh gosh, when what's the date? I'm gonna pull it back up Fall real quick. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, and this was November. November fourth. So um, this is after, you know, after when, the, when was the refinery ships that or the refinery ships sprint um, had already gotten started, I think. Um, but that's why I'm like, OK, mm. uh, Dan Truffin is is a, a gameplay designer guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's I forget. I forget what his exact title is, but whereas John Crew is the guy who built ships. This is the guy, Dan Truffin is one of the, the, the lead guys for developing all the gameplay systems that we get with the ships, you know, and the technology going into them. And he very specifically says, you know, uh, be able to refine whatever the prospector and the mole are harvesting right there on the spot together. And that's what we think will close that lovely gameplay loop of resource acquisition for mining. And he says mining specifically. Um, and it doesn't say refueling, refining, anything like that. And so that's where, you know, this gets really, you know, because you don't just mine quantanium, you mine everything, you know. And, and so that's where the confusion is because, um, you know, not long after, it it, uh, it, it wasn't uh, just, a, just a, a few weeks ago, but literally it's a, a quarter separated is John Cruz statement that we'll get to at the end that uh, Othman linked in his, in his post. So this is, in my opinion, this is a very legitimate question. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring, uh, I wanted to highlight it and try and yeah. bring some attention to it via the podcast so that we can get some more upvotes and get some clarification. Because even though John's statement is a bit more up to date, the di- time difference is really, it's not like this was 2016, which, you know, is when a lot of this information came out and, and 2022, you know, this is four months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and John crew is the ship guy, but Dan yeah. Truffin is the game is one of the gameplay guys. Director. I just, I just, I just went back to the video. assistant design director for the persistent universe. This is like Z him. Like that's, it's really close. Like, he is design director for the Persistent Universe. Or design, assistant design director. Yeah, assistant design director for content in the Persistent Universe. So, he's pretty up there. So, there's there's almost no way that that could, that, yeah, that was Mm -hmm. (laughs) up to date, to say the least. This is the guy who's probably has a large hand in developing the refining pro- refinery process. So it's like, eh, did he really misspeak? Um, P9TV just asked a good question in chat. So is harvesting the same as mining? And you know what? It <laughs> Adjectives, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it could, you, you could say you're harvesting minerals when you're mining minerals, but you could also say that harvesting is when you're going and using your school, fuel scoop in the atmosphere of a gas giant or a, a nebula gas cloud. So it's 
it's kind of hard to to one hundred percent differentiate. I think of harvesting as something different, um, but you know, I don't think we have anything concrete if, if take, from CIG that says. If we way. take like the examples from both what is harvest, like if you go with a combine harvest a wheat crop, that's basically slurping it up into a combine, and you have your you have your stuff already. You're just putting it into a tank or fuel scooping. You are harvesting the gas, and it's in a tank. But mining. Um, is is specifically you are cracking a rock you are digging you are uh, pulling mm -hmm. minerals out of another mineral it, it's uh it's not all there for you to just stick to the side and it's done so that that is what i would say for the difference between harvesting and mining you don't har you don't mine crops and you don't uh you don't harvest iron yeah. um and so the next thing that we got um, uh, about the the Star Fair uh, was in the Inside Sardises in Fall 2021, um, a Space Odyssey, and uh, uh, Jared Huckabee um, quote from him as new additions to the exterior walkway. Um, so that 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 gang the the uh, what, what's the word for that um, gangway scaffolding scaffolding um, yeah that exterior part that's exposed to space that you walk around on to look at the tanks and stuff. Um, but as new additions to the exterior walkway will allow it to take canisters of newly mined fuel from other spaceships for processing. What, what kind of processing? So Jared, Jared is, is usually really good. And this is, this is weasel words. Uh, I I think this is weasel words at it at its finest because Jared is an expert at this, you know. And <laughs> God love it, but you know, it says take canisters of newly mined fuel. So, to me, with him saying mined fuel, I'm thinking he he, I'm thinking that's leading towards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I can mine fuel again. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> uh, this is, this is, this is why this is an entire segment on what on earth is going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it, 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 again, here we are in that, in this nebulous environment, you know, we're, we're totally lost. Everybody's here reading the same thing I am. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the, what the F every other year, it's something different. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, he says take canisters of newly mined fuel. To me, that when he says canisters of newly mined fuel, I'm thinking that it is um, the uh, the the ore containers off the prospector in the mole of Quantanium um, it, for for processing. Uh, uh, that's what I think it it means because if you look at the images in that ISC. Um, you can see what looks like it could be a pretty decent connection for a bag of of either of those sizes, um, <clears throat> but it definitely doesn't you know doesn't say anything about um, not refining quantum fuel or anything like that. Um, but it also it says mined fuel. It doesn't say mined material. So again, here we are. It's like, well, wait a minute. Jared's using weasel words. It's uh, hinting towards refining fuel, but it's saying mind things. Mm. All right. 
Um, I also put in another in the show notes uh, a link for Inside Sources and Fuel Injection Winter 2022. <clears throat> which is the one where they showed off everything about refueling, how the whole process works. And uh, I included an image of the UI um, at 351, um, three minutes and 51 seconds. Um, and it shows, you know, the, the Starfare, you know, still having a scoop, still having a refinery and having a, you know, some sort of pump. Um, uh, and those things, you know, having tabs where you can click, you know, inactive, active. And so the refinery is there, the scoops are there, ostensibly, you know, it can refine, you know, fuel at a minimum and take mined material. We just don't know if it's only going to be able to refine, you know, uh, mined, you know, quantanium or not. Um, and then the last thing is the the link that Othmian pulled, um, the most recent one from Expanse Glance uh, with John Cruz uh, quote, and uh, I took the uh, the whole quote so that it wouldn't be in, out of context. We have refineries on other ships such as the Starfare, on other ships such as the Starfare, um, and so I'm assuming he's uh, alluding to the 100i and the the Freelancer Dura. But they are more specialized into purely doing fuel. And now we're back to the Starfire only doing fuel. Yeah. Okay. It says, but they are more spe- Sorry, more specialized. Not they are specialized. They are uh, more specialized. So, um, this is this is the problem I, with everything that was invented pre 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and some things even later than that. Um, and I, I wish we had a clear answer. We are still, we are in our Carrick, um, slowly plotting a course through a nebula, uh, trying to find the source of this signal as it's bouncing around all over the place. You know, that is the, the mental image of what's going on here. But it is these various statements the uh, and quotes from different pieces of documentation that are, are pretty all over the place. Um, regarding the Starfare and its capabilities, um, regarding refining, um, regarding quantum fuel, all of this, um, that you know, it just it, it has a very tumultuous history throughout you know the development of Star Citizen, and so it it really makes it easy to see how you know not only is that that wording from Dan Truffin pretty effing clear, I didn't swear, I said effing. <laughs> Pretty clear, um, but you know that the, the star starfare has never been consistent. Nope. It's never been consistent, and so there's no reason to think that you know, oh, he just misspoke, and the starfare has consistently only been this. Well, that is absolutely not the case. So um, that was what I really wanted to highlight, uh, and, and why I wanted to draw attention to this, you know, this question as part of the spectrum pulse, so that way our our viewers and listeners um, can you know, contribute to the conversation. If there's something that I missed, give Othmian's post on Spectrum a uh, an upvote. So hopefully someone will, will give us a concrete answer that, you know, I can add to this, you know, and we'll go down in history and, you know, you know, for so long we were dazed and confused and now we know. You know. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would say, say to Othmian um, is uh, maybe also post something similar 
on the ASCA dev uh, forms as well, not just the Masashi Industrial uh, Starflight Concern uh, category. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, getting stuff up for there will actually get you uh, noticed by devs. Um, in the hangar ones or the ship manufacturer ones, not so much. They, they tend to stay out there. Um, so if you do it on uh, ASCA dev, uh, we will be posting the show notes. So if you guys, if you want to use any of our information, that will be up probably tomorrow. Um, so you can pull from there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, definitely link it though in your original um, post. Link the Ask a Dev post that way. Uh, our viewers can go to our show notes, get to your post, and get to the Ask a Dev post. Yeah. So far, I just refreshed it, and we are up to twenty-one votes on Othmian's post, yes. and thirty-three really well thought out replies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm sure. Very well thought out. Uh, what is what is it? Is that is that it? Are we finally through? That is that is it for the spectrum uh, pulse for this episode. Um, <clears throat> wow! And uh, yeah, so it, how how long have we been going? Uh, an hour and eight. So we're pretty oh, good. Well, that's that's not bad. Nope. Um, my scanner anomaly. Uh, moving on to the scanner anomalies. Are oh, are the regular we segment? Get, we we need to get uh like a no, uh sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, transitions for all these so yeah we'll we'll work on quality later we'll, we'll i'm quality I'm as we're going uh yeah. oh we just straight posted it over to ask a dev okay uh, so for everyone in the twitch chat can go over there and go upvote that as well we would appreciate it all right uh, but uh so this your scanner anomalies uh so for our um, first-time listeners, first-time callers, um, scanner anomalies are like a spectrum pulse. But these are things that we personally, uh, Nazareth and I, uh, were curious about, um, not something that we found, something that you know we, we wanted to know about. And we, we dug into of our own volition. Um, you know, we were flying around and you know uh, uh, on our own time not when we were in our the the, the pathfinder's carrick or or whatever pathfinding ship we're, we're supposedly in and um you know uh, something came up on scans and we're like yeah you know what i'm gonna go check that out i've got nothing better to do and so my scanner anomaly and um i'm having fun creating or coming up we are having fun coming up with creative names for these these segments uh, but mine is called "She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy," uh, because uh, after watching, and I came up with this while doing my homework on the Star Fair, um, because let's see where was it? Oh, yeah. So. And, and I'll get to it, but because uh, the Star Fair is going to be getting a tractor beam for uh, its uh, for the ability to take on um, things to refine, mineables, whatever they may be, we don't know. Um, but it was mentioned in a monthly report, and that's one of the things I'll be going over. Um, and so, in doing my homework, I was like, "Wait a minute! The Star Fair is getting a tractor beam. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Ship-based tractor beams." And you know, as most uh, Star Citizen fans will will know, you know, we have our uh, tractor beam attachment to the um, the pyro multi tool, and you know, it's it's handy for moving around those little boxes, uh, and it, but it has a weight limit, you know, a weight limit. I think it's fifty kilograms, 
Does that sound right? I think it's. Um, I haven't looked at the UI enough. It moved boxes. I I'm happy. <laughs> I think it, the the lore narrative explanation is that you know the the little you know attachment can lift uh, things up to fifty kilograms. There's also um, in it's actually in development right now. Um, it's on the progress tracker. There's the handheld industrials. Um, which we just saw in the latest tool. ISC on, on the back of the, mm-hmm. or no, uh, one or two ago, uh, the the bigger handheld tractor beam by Grey Cat. It looks yes. great, and it transforms when you start to use it. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. The animations, um, you, you can imagine what they're going to look like, and they're going to be really I, cool. I want when you start it up to have just a nice shift back to like, Oop, okay, I got it. Maybe some recoil or something like mm-hmm. that. You know. Yeah. Um yeah, <laughs> where crossbow. Actually, if you want to know about the crossbow, go back and watch a episode couple Episode 1. <laughs> episode 1 we did a part on the crossbow, so that is over on uh my YouTube channel. If you go down below the stream, you can find the link to the YouTube channel. Um but yeah, so we we have the attachment for the um uh, the pyro multi tool already in game and we know how that works. Um we uh, have seen the images of the dedicated um, handheld tractor beam, um, just like the dedicated. There's a dedicated salvage tool. There's a dedicated cutting tool. Um, there's, you know, we have the the dedicated medical device. Um, so, you know, for every attachment you have for your uh, pyro multi tool, there is also a dedicated tool made by one manufacturer or another. Most of them are made by Graycat. These industrial tools, the cutter, the salvaging tool, um, which is also ostensibly a repair tool, <clears throat> and the tractor beam are all made by Graycat along with the um, pyro multi-tool. But there's also ships that are um, uh, come equipped stock with tractor beams, um, as well as uh, ships that have um, utility mounts. Um, just like weapons mounts, but they're not for mounting weapons. They're for mounting utility devices, whatever that may be. Um, examples are the 315P, uh, the Caterpillar, the Constellation Taurus, which actually has a um, tractor beam turret. Um, the uh, entire Cutlass line um, is originally supposed to have a tractor beam for loading ca- uh, cargo through that back hatch door. Um, I don't know if all of them are going to have it or if it's just going to be the Cutlass Black. I would assume they would, you know, especially like the uh, for search and rescue or for picking up, uh, you know, prisoner pods and stuff like that for the blue and the Do red. The, uh, does the red have side doors? It has. The, that's the thing is the, the red and the blue, I think both have the, I know the red, I think the blue, it's been a long time since it's been in the blue. They have the, the circular Oh, okay. Um, like if if I was gonna have a a tractor beam on the cutlass red, it'd be out the back door. Yeah, but no, I would this, think this it would is be two out different designs. So, it's, when we got the information on the the tractor beams, that it was a a different design for the cutlass red. So it might mm-hmm. might have switched around a bit. The Gladiator was initially concepted to have some modularity and that you could remove the turret um, and have a little cargo pod with a tractor beam. Whether that ends up happening, I'm kind of dubious about it. 
but it's in there. Um, <laughs> the Nomad is uh, supposed to have a tractor, a utility mount for tractoring cargo um, into the cargo bay. Um, assumedly, it would be operated from some sort of panel. Um, the Orion in the window. Yeah, the Orion, the giant, massive, capital-class miner, has uh. multiple tractor beam turrets um, for moving moving rocks around. Uh, the raft has a tractor beam for positioning cargo containers. Um, uh, you know, ostensibly while you're in space. Um, who knows what the, the lifting capacity of these things is going to be? Um, but for moving them into place to, for locking onto the the raft's um, cargo arms, the Raylan also is uh, said to have um, utility mounts with tractor beams. Uh, the Reclaimer. Um, I believe that those are has utility mounts. I couldn't find whether they're mounts or not, but I am told it's been a long time since it's been on the Reclaimer. But the Reclaimer has uh, like operator stations where you would operate the tractor beams remotely, like a remote turret. Yeah. The SRV uses tractor beams in order to hold onto ships to do the tow truck thing, but it can also use it for containers, and it has three of them. These like big tractor plate things. Um, and that's where, um, if you look at the SRV concept art uh, from when it was released, is when we got the, I think that's when we got the first look at the updated um, appearance of what tractor beams will actually look like. Yeah. Um, the Starfarer now has one, even though it was never concepted to have it. Um, uh, P9TV is asking if the Reliant has one. I don't. It did not pop in my list when I was doing a search in May. I don't know much about the Reliant. I'll have to look. Uh, Nazareth, can you check to see if the uh, I can indeed Reliant. Yep. It may. I don't know which one it would be. Othmian, uh, thanks for for dropping by. We really appreciate you you stopping by and taking a listen. Um, I hope uh, it was informative, and I hope we can get um, your your post the. Uh, the coverage it needs to get the the answers we all deserve. P9TV says it uh, it has utility mounts uh, in response to the Reliant. Um, do you know which one? Because there's four, right? I can never remember the names. Tana, Sen, and I forget what the others. Core. And... Utility mount caps. Interesting. So you know, ostensibly, if it has utility mount caps. Yeah. Or has a utility mount. It could mount a tractor beam. Depending on where the utility mount is on the ship will denote whether a tractor beam is going to be useful. Um, or how useful it is. And then uh, also the Vulture has, uh, per the, uh, the, the the information about the, the Vulture, the Vulture has a, a sort of bespoke tractoring system uh, for, for pulling material uh, into in between its claws in order for it to be salvaged um so in the show notes um i've got an image uh, that was pulled from the old old archives of um the uh, of the voyager direct store from the old star uh, citizen website that shows the old model for what's called the sure grip tractor um uh, it's a size 2 tractor beam um, and this is the one that uh, was supposed to come stock on the 315P. Um, and then in the show notes, um, actually, um, oh, Nazareth is walking away. 
anyway, I'll continue. Um, when Nazareth gets back, I think I'm going to have him pull up these pictures um, so we can show them on screen. Um, but you can look at them on your own time as well. Um, the next image I have um, uh, is uh, from Alpha 314, uh, showing it's a, uh, a sort of release art because that's when the Taurus was getting ready to release of the Taurus using its tractor beam turret to tractor cargo onto its uh, cargo bay. Um, Nazar, are you able to do that transition thing so we can you can pull up these images um, so we can show I them can on screen? Certainly attempt. Um, let's see if everything works properly. Go. There we go. We have images. For those of you who are watching live, yes. So continue, and I'll go. I'll scroll through the uh, the bits. Sweet. Um, can you pull up the? Yeah, can you pull up the the sure grip sure grip tractor? The, sure the grip. previous image. Okay. There you go. Maybe. It's on the one note. Yeah. The it, one it note oh, okay. There you go. But you can see how that looks on screen. <laughs> it, yeah. Old is, old it, is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It looks like a, a big camera or something or a projector. Um, but you can see the sort of like pintle mounts on it that allow it to like articulate and everything. Um, but then if you go to the, the image you had up first, uh, the, the constellation Taurus, if you look closely, you can see that it has... Um, Many many years later, the same sure sure grip tractor um, uh, model for the tractor beam, even though um, this is after the SRV concept was released, showing a different type of tractor beam. Um, and then if you go to that screenshot I got from Alpha three fourteen showing the Taurus, it's a, a better in-game screenshot. Um, and maybe you can zoom in on the tractor beam turret. Is that possible? You can see quite clearly that is definitely the old sure grip tractor beam model. Um, and so, you know, we're looking at the the progress of tractor beams in order to try and gather. Okay, where are they now? What what what's the holdup? Where are you know um, what what's the, the, the status of ship-based tractor beams. Um, and that's when I, moving on from that, the next mention I found on tractor beams was the Star Citizen Monthly Report, August 2022, um, under art ships, ship art team. Uh, refueling work also was also done on the MISC Starfarer. The refueling arm mentioned last month is now complete. We now are going to be having that in game soon. It's in the PTU. With focus turning to the tractor beam assembly at the rear that forms part of the refining feature. So um, we, we now know that the Starfarer is going to have a tractor beam mounted somewhere on the rear. We don't know where exactly that's going to be used in, uh, to bring um, uh, you know, uh, assumedly um, you know, the, the mining bags um, into place so that they can take on the material and refine it. You know, whether that's all things mined or just quantinium, we don't know. Um, the next thing I found on uh, tractor beams was the monthly report for, or for October 2021. This time it's the art team for weapons instead of ships. Uh, the weapon feature team 
Um, and I'll have another image for you to pull up here in a second, yeah. but you can transition. The weapon feature team began the month working on the Firestorm Kinetic Size 3 bombs for the Crusader Hercules and artwork for the upcoming ship tractor beam asset. And so uh, to me, uh, when I was reading this, I was like, well, wait a minute. The Taurus is in game. You can see the tractor beam asset on the Taurus in game. It doesn't work, but you can see it. So artwork for the upcoming, you know, if it's just artwork, it, to me, that tells me that it's, you know, something new. And so I was, you know, kind of confused when I was going through this. And the next thing I found was um, the sneak peek image from the newsletter that we get, you know, in our email on Fridays um, from, let's see, it was October 29th, 2021. So this is, I think this is the one, the newsletter, the week after, it was a week or two after CitizenCon um, or shortly after the CitizenCon. And it shows, uh, I forget what the, the caption was. I forgot to write down what it was. Um, but it, it it says beam two when you save the image. So to me, that means it's a size two tractor beam because it's in front of a 315P, which is supposed to come stock with a size two tractor beam. But we already showed you what the original SureGrip tractor beam looked like that was supposed to come on the 315P. That ain't it. <laughs> so this is an entirely new tractor beam asset. They've completely reworked tractor beams or the tractor beam asset um, since w the Taurus released. Was it just last year or was it? Yeah. 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 Just last year. Um, and so uh, assumedly the Taurus is going to be getting these tractor beams mounted and then removing the, the old model. Um, when these go live, I mean, this one looks better. I think it looks great. You know, it all it, it matches, uh, and that's why I thought it was interesting that um, they released the Taurus with the old tractor beam asset. You know, uh, but they had the concept art for the SRV tractor beam that looks like this, but much bigger for the like these giant tractor beam plates. I would not be um, shocked if the process of making this asset was: you see the concept of the tractor beam on the SRV. Cut that off, build into a standalone weapon. Done. Yeah, uh, a standalone asset, you know, for for to put on utility mounts because mm -hmm. the ones on the the SRV are very bespoke um, and big and powerful uh, compared to these. You know, they're meant for moving ships. Yeah. Um, the final source I found on uh, the state of tractor beams um, was in the uh, again Inside Services in a Space Odyssey Fall 2021, uh, December second. Um, let's see, Jared at 550, Jared Huckabee at 551. Um, uh, this was looking at the uh, continuing work on the whole C, which is really interesting because um, if you've known about the whole C, I don't, you know, as far as I'm aware, none of the holes have ever had mention of having tractor beams. The, well, there was the whole CDE post Q&A. And I say CDE because those were the ones who got all the questions asked about them. And the lore post about them had an entire um, movie set built on a D, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and basically, the the entire original concept for the whole series, especially the bigger ones, was excessive modular, and I mean excessive modularity. You could put a turret yeah. on it, like a, a standalone turret, just somewhere in the cargo grid. You could build an entire apartment. You could, you know, ship ships. You could ship uh, tanks, boxes, whatever it is. So putting weird things on the grid is, itself um, would not shock me. But there was also, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick, an image where I'm pretty sure it had um, tractor beams on it. Um, there you go. Um, it's an original, one of the original concept had something that looked like tractor beams, but what, what about, uh, tractor beams then? Oh, were you, I thought you were pulling something up. I, I am, but I'll, I'll need a second. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but, uh, in the video, um, and it actually shows it, you know, so, uh, I, I encourage you to go back and look at these cause I, this is the first time they've shown this, um, uh, as far as I'm aware, for how tractor beams will be operated outside of tractor beam turrets. So I thought it was really cool. And they're showing it on the whole sea. Um, you know, when the hulls were never, you know, 100% said that they had utility mounts for tractor beams. You know, they're just, you know, supposed to be very modular, but that was when everything was going to be modular because, you know. Modular. Mm-hmm. Because modularity. So, you know, it's one of those things, that's one of the big things where it's, uh, I'll believe that when I see it. Um, but seeing the the whole sea getting it when, you know, as far as I knew, I knew we, you know, had never been told that the whole sea was going to get tractor beams. And now, um, let's see, what did he say? Uh, Jared says, and experimenting with some early attempts at new building block screens for tractor beams and the like so these would be building block screens or you know remote screen remote you know screens for for remote interfacing or remotely working with um you know like remote turrets but for tractor beams <clears throat> but he says and the like so my next point was like and the like wait what you know, what are the things that they intending to use these for? You know, because we, we don't have much information about utility mounts other than using them for tractor beams. So, you know, that, that got my little inner monologue spinning, you know, ooh, what else are they thinking about for this? But it was, you know, cool to think that, you know, they're they're planning on having the whole sea having tractor beams or beam or beams for the loading and unloading of cargo. Um you know, when the whole C releases following the release of the cargo factor. Um, and so <clears throat> we, we can assume that, you know, part of what is blocking the release of the whole C is further work on the whole C being able to unload and load its, its cargo using tractor beams, using, you know, um, various Argo ships, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I found that little tidbit is a, a really great piece of uh, con confirmatory information, um, but also, ooh, that's that's kind of curious. But then he also goes on 
later on in the episode and he says and speaking of, or right after that and speaking of tractor beams the vehicle content team has begun building the size one two and three tractor beams that can be equipped to a variety of vehicles bringing with it some long waiting functionality to ships like the 300s seen here the caterpillar and more uh, yeah and so you know a size three tractor beam it's got to be pretty big it's got to be able to move some pretty good sized things when you think about okay our little handheld tractor beam can move a 50 kil- uh, 50 kilogram crate you know um imagine how big a size three on a ship you hopefully know, how much... i would imagine a size three goes up to the two by two by 16 like cargo container containers that see that would be my thought is that you know if if anything is going to get size three tractor beams, it might be like the whole C or the SRV. Yeah. Well, I was thinking the the whatever the SRV gets might be even bigger. I don't know, or, or might be that might be bespoke and just stronger or something like that. You think it'll be kind of like, uh, like the ship that breaks the 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 standard the scale that we have. Like we've had size one two three weapons and. Like they reworked the one of the are they, then we got size four with the constellation. Then we got like size six with the six hundred, and now we have size seven with the Aries. They bring in new sizes with new ships. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And um, about and so... modularity, uh, P nine was asking that is in the last episode of Pathfinders. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, all sorts of things that we have covered so far. Um, and so I did ask uh, to confirm with Jake because you know I, I saw the work on tractor beams. You know we, we've seen the concept art, um, we've seen um, mentions in monthly reports. I asked him, I was like, "Hey, have ship-based tractor beams ever been on the progress tracker?" I couldn't remember if I'd seen it, and then it you know, was removed or something like that because I, I couldn't find anything when I was searching. And he said, no, it's never been on the progress tracker. Um, handheld tractor beams, other than the dedicated one, um, the predates the progress tracker. Um, but he says they are <clears throat> not on the progress tracker and haven't been um, because they aren't ready for full production. And so I'm kind of surprised there wasn't a sprint for them um, for the concept art, uh, considering it was in the monthly report. Um, but, you know, no big deal. Uh, but I think that because um, they are still working on the whole C, um, and uh, because the Starfarer, you know, has had work on it um, as part of, you know, its refinery processes, I, I definitely anticipate ship-based tractor beams coming on the progress tracker and being a thing in the, you know, not too distant future. Um, so that way, these ships that have them, you know, get to get the functionality out of them. Because with the the cargo refactor, and you know, us, you know, uh, assuming that we're going to be getting different size cargo crates and larger larger cargo crates, if without a tractor beam, how are you going to move them in space onto your ship? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if all we have is the little one. That does fifty kilos. You know, what are you going to do with a, you know, if that one SCU container, you know, which is eight of the the little boxes that we move right now, it, you know, weighs more than fifty kilos. You're not going to be able to move it with a handheld tractor. And so, you know, 
I'm assuming that, you know, with the cargo refactor, we will get the dedicated industrial tractor, um, the, the handheld one uh, in 318. But, you know, when are ships going to get theirs? <laughs> you know, when are the ships that need this functionality going to get that, you know, so that, you know, you're you're not, you know, using a handheld, you know, dedicated tool for this, you know, for ships that have it. Uh, especially as we get larger containers, like maybe the f- the first iteration of the cargo refactor will only have, you know, containers up to a certain size, um, you know, and until we get ship-based tractor beams, we're not going to get those larger containers. I don't know. Yeah, that is that is one of the things. Like the more I hear about the work going on, the the less exciting the cargo refactor gets because there's so many other things being blocked right now. So that is that is definitely one that is very up in the air. And what what is the cargo refactor? We're gonna have to do something about that closer to the release of it. So sometime in the next three months. <laughs> so yeah, is that all you had for your anomaly? That is what I have for my awesome. anomaly. That is the the state of ship based tractor beams. I am very excited for them. Um, I'm inside, excited for the the dedicated tractor tool, the 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 bigger you know handheld one. But I'm really excited for ship-based tractor beams in, in conjunction with the cargo refactor. I think it's going to be... Yeah. When I first a... saw the the sneak peek with the, the tractor beam, I'm like, is that our first beam weapon? I want beam weapons. Mm-hmm. So bad. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and I, I think refining is, is in the on the on the horizon as well. And in order for ships to do refining, we're going to need the cargo refactor and we're going to need tractor beams. Yeah. The cargo refactor is the start of a whole bunch of just stuff that ships need to do. It's basically the resource management of ships. So it's not the resource management, which is a different thing that's internal resources, but it is as as far as universe resources. Anyway. Oh, did you pull up that image uh, of the, the sneak peek? Did we show that one? I, I did forget. not find it. Uh, oh, uh, the, the sneak peek thing. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We did show that one. Yeah. I couldn't remember if yeah. we put that one on screen. Yep. Yeah, we did. Cool. I got all the images in there. All right, moving on to my scanner anomaly is more of a general discussion, and I'm glad there's a bunch of people in chat to to, uh, to help with this. It's it's very simple, and I got basically no notes for it. It's what ships does Star Citizen actually need to be putting in the game in the short to near future? And this is actually a question mostly because of HG Vertigo, and he was he was on stream, and somebody asked what they think, what he thought of the Expanse. Terrible name. Um, and he said, stop putting in ships. We don't need any more ships. All the ships that we need are covered. But I'm like, there's got to be something that the universe still needs, especially now. <clears throat> and I want to try and keep the discussion to a near term because I foresee power creep in this game going insane. Everyone's going to own a carrier eventually. It's going to happen. Just accept the future, okay? But near term. Most people are running around in single-seat fighters in like at most a vanguard we're getting fueling in we don't really need fueling in right now we we are pretty much within a uh easily distance if we we can see our little say little our little tiger saying you can't jump that far so we'll just jump to a closer thing and refuel then jump farther um but with pyro coming in and possibly let's say just nix after that let's try and keep it within that realm of possibility so what kind of ships do you think both in chat and tree, do you think we should be looking at to actually have in Star Citizen? 
And, like, I thought about this a little bit, and I... I the, the one thing that always comes to mind is a ground-based um, hauling ship, but we don't have reason to go ground-based anyway right now. So we would need something to make us go to the ground before we need ground-based ships. So that's off the thing. What SR do you mean by ground-based ship? Uh, uh, vehicles, sorry. ground. Oh. Okay. Ground a, a truck, basically. An 18-wheeler. It, yeah. it always is the first oh. thing to pop in my head. Remember the uh, from Citizen Con where they showed the, or was it Citizen, or when they revealed the Spartan? Yeah. 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 Well, that yes, the, but also the, Citizen Con they had the AA turrets. Yeah, the A or the yeah the missile turrets, AA turrets, all that sort of stuff. You know, we we always bring it back to you know getting shot down, your ship getting shot down. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, of course, going to be, you know, a thing you have to worry about if you're in unfriendly territory. Um, but, you know, we know that they want to have, you know, weather to be a factor. Um, we know that they, you know, uh, want um, other, you know, other things to, to, to factor in your ability to fly your ship, um, you know, uh, in a planet or on a planet. Mm -hmm. There, there's all all sorts of different ways I could go. I mean, you remember the was that twenty six? It was the twenty sixteen Citizen Con presentation with the sandworm on Lear. Oh, Lear yeah. three, was it Lear? Th I forget which yeah, Lear. Yeah, it was Lear three. three. Yeah. Which was interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure Lear three is also the one with the cultists. Yeah, and you know they had a giant sandstorm. They had I forget what they called the atmospheric disturbance was the the alert that the Connie pilot got, mm -hmm. um, but basically said you know you can't continue. You gotta you gotta land or turn around. You know, and so they decided to land. And then there's there's gonna be those things. You know, mm -hmm. you are going to have you know severe weather that is just not safe to fly in. You know, just like we have for for planes and aircraft now mm -hmm. uh, you can imagine how extreme the weather on non-terrestrial planets is going you know could be yeah um so we're gonna have need for for ground vehicles you know just for stability purpose for terrain um one of the planets i've hoped for is a like a um an arboreal planet just absolutely covered with trees you know and the canopy is is high but super thick and mm -hmm. so you can only you know but it's like maybe protected or something like that like maybe this is where the osoians you know live or something and you know you can only land in clearings there's only you know there's very few clearings um but after that you know it's you're on foot or by vehicle going on dirt roads to traverse these planets to get to these outposts that you can't even really see from the air you know maybe could only detect at you know a certain range um you know, so that's the the thing I have for you know for ground vehicles. That and me being a an FPS combat you know guy. You know, for those of you who don't know, zero three one one is my former MOS, military occupational specialty, when I was an infantry marine many years ago. Um, so oh. that you know, that part of the game is is totally my bag. Um, you know, I, I I'm a paramedic and flight paramedic now in, in the real life, you know, both civilian and military, but, you know, the, my beginnings were as an infantry marine many moons ago. And P9 is also a, a repair ship in the near future. P9, have you been in the Info Runners Discord recently? 
because <laughs> that was a that is a discussion that has been brought up multiple times in their ship scrutiny chat um, that I've partaken in just because the Info Runners Discord is the home uh, and capital of the uh, cult of the Crucible as well as the cult of the Endeavor. Oh, they, they share a they they share a home. And I mean, as far as the repair ship goes, that's just Vulcan. Well, so I I love the Vulcan. I have a Vulcan. You know, right. I, I think the Vulcan would be great with, right now to come in. Anything because... with articulating VTOLs is just oh, just mm, guess. So um, but the the Vulcan actually has a pretty good role to fill right about now in the verse. Because we're going into Pyro, we're going to need refueling. We now we have a refueling ship, but the Vulcan can do it at a smaller scale. Um, uh, Salvage is about to come in. The and Salvage is repaired just in reverse, and the Vulcan does repair. Um, what else does it do? And then it does rearm. That's just another thing it can do. Like obviously, there's the tech to get over, but as far as functionality, the Vulcan's actually a pretty good ship to get in the game. So I I don't expect the Vulcan to be too far out. Yeah, honestly. it's it's just a really necessary ship for just like gameplay in general. We we need drones, but it, with everything that they they've done, I don't think drones, especially if they are working on you know, building blocks screens to manage utility mounts and tractor beams. You know, the, to me that was one of the things. Oh, that and I forgot to mention it. You know, when they said tractor beams and the like, I thought of drone control. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it just it just hit me that yeah, that might be the the thing because it hit me drones, before. Drones are back not around. autonomous; they are not AI controlled yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we there has to be one pilot per drone, and that's why the Reclaimer has drone pilot seats mm-hmm. specifically. I don't know of any other ship that has drone pilot seats. Well, the Carrick and the Vulcan, but do, yeah, do they have like? Do they have the amount of seats per drones? Um, I the Vulcan can carry four drones, but only two of them can be operated at a time. Okay, so it has two drone I, pilot seats. I know the Carrick has two drone pilot seats, but I don't remember how many it's supposed to carry okay. off the top of my head. Yeah, they said they'll revisit the drone room when the drones were going to come back, so the drone room may change in that. I just know that those seats used to kill you when the carrot first came out, oh, so everybody geez. stayed away from them. You admired them from afar. Oh, I okay. Mm. Um, let's see. I mean, the the Reliance all need help, but the news van that can be a thing, but that's more of a needs functionality in the game. But what what kind of functionality is Star Citizen still missing? I mean, shuttle basically is the thing that comes to mind. Like we we have the Pisces and it's the best shuttle, but it was the the one thing that I thought when we got Orison was their shuttles that they have. That is an amazing civilian shuttle, and I think that should be that should a form of that should be like the little space bus should be a ship that is sold or is available for. Uh, civilian, the civilian market in the game. Well, the um, the ch- 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 crap. What is it? The Crusader, the Genesis Starliner. That's bigger. That's like the no, no, no. But what I'm saying is the is going back into concept. It's on the progress tracker. Yeah, but that's so supposed they... to be the nth degree of civilian transportation. 
Yeah, I'm just saying if it's going back into concept, it means that they are likely thinking about putting into production, which means they're likely thinking about people moving. This is true. So we just like they did uh, mining, they said, let's look at mining. Orion, what's the other side of the spectrum? Yeah, because we don't uh, don't really have an actual taxi ship. You know, so we don't taxi have something ships, for moving people short distances. In all the design docs for taxi ships, it was uh, any ship can be a taxi ship. You'll just get paid less. So you can pick someone up in a Reclaimer and call it a taxi. You can pick someone up in a Reliant or a Constellation or a 300 or what have you. 600 and all the Origin ships obviously are form-fitted for people who like to pay lots of money for it. Um, but basically all of the designs is you can fit people in it. But a the the component arrays of a shuttle are specifically very little as far as weapons or armor goes, but it is exceptional in the life support and seats department. Yeah. Seats, life support, maybe some creature comforts. um, And I would say, you know, depending on who makes it, you know, uh, have either more or less creature comforts and more or less efficiency as far as. uh, um, Yeah, I can imagine a freelancer shuttle where the the entire back is just seats. These bolted seats to the cargo bed. You know, it's it's a a little Greyhound or something. Yeah, that that would actually be really cool if it was like, if they took the freelancer, let's let's even say the freelancer max hull, and then put some raise the the bed up a bit, so like put some whatever platform in the back, and then put windows in the side of of the back. That would actually be a really cool little bus. Yeah, I I think it's something that they're definitely going to be. If they're if they're re- getting ready to reconcept or or put more concept effort into the Genesis Starliner, I imagine they're going to be thinking about other ships to do people transport, um, and I th- I think they're thinking about that because with server meshing coming you know closer and closer to fruition, we're going to have a lot more NPCs running around. Mm-hmm. We may not get massive player counts anytime soon, <laughs> but the you don't have to have massive player counts to have lots of people walking around. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we may get, um, Blizzard is saying, so like a larger MPUV. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Argo could, could do it. Um, you know, something with more seats, you know, be able to take more people, especially for a little bit longer distance, you know, an MPUV or like the Crusader shuttle, um, could be good for going from your, um, your landing zone up to your low orbit station. Um, you know, th- those really short hops and everything, you know, moving just lots of people really fast, uh, you know, making, making money. Um, but, you know, going from station to station, you know, uh, your low orbit station or from landing zone to landing zone with, you know, a dozen or two dozen people, you know, paying a, paying a fare and stuff. And, you know, there people, there are lots of players who are into space trucking. Yeah. They just want to drive around and haul containers. There's going to be players who want to be space taxi and bus drivers. And not you only know, that, there are definitely somebody. There's somebody, because there's uh, all sorts for all sorts. 
Why is that? We're good. Oh, Naz, can you hear me? Your audio. Oh. Uh -oh. oh, Discord went out. Okay. We back. Weird. I got you. Okay. Um, there's if there are those who want to do space trucking, those who want to just be an engineer, a farmer, a builder, a combat pilot. There are those who want to do the the hostessing, the the flight attendants. Yeah. There has to be like all sorts for all sorts. Like it's. There are millions of citizens. There's going to be millions of mo millions more. There's going to be people who want to do these things, especially in a absolutely. Role and like to like even another one. Like I want to be a janitor. I want to if like if I work on a on a um, <laughs> javelin. If there's one job I would want to do on a javelin, it's clean the floors. I don't know why. I just give me the mop. I want I want to be the replacement of the mouse droid. Okay. So there's got to be someone who wants to do the flight attendant thing. So. Having mopped on board ship, I can promise you, it will get really old really quick. But it's a video naval, game. But anyway, anyway, naval um, ships are disgusting places. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, uh, that's what that's always one of the things. Um, and I'll I'll let you introduce your your idea that you had uh, before the show for a ship that we need. Something about vehicles. So I have a, uh, I'm a big Anvil fan. Um, the Valkyrie is my favorite ship because it's a drop ship that's you know made for delivering me Marines to the combat zone. It so is, is the, it is my so is the cup Hercules. of tea. Don't even get me started. You're you're doing this to antagonize me. The Hercules is not a drop ship, it is a transport. <laughs> but it has jump seats. Not a drop ship. Um, if I drop it, it falls. Yes. Yeah. It, it, the operative word being drop. Uh huh. But you know, uh, a dropship, you know, is um, a ship that is used for moving personnel, cargo, vehicles, and equipment from a carrier ship in orbit to the surface. You know, that is that is by definition what it is. Even though we don't really have them in real life, there is a definition for it, um, and that's why the the, the Hercules is not a dropship. The Hercules is an amazing ship. It's an amazing star lifter. That's why it's called the star lifter. You know, um, it, it it does star lift like we have airlift nowadays. You know, that's what its influence is. is it's meant to be the the C five C seventeen of the star citizen universe, and it does that job really well. Um, but you cannot live. Uh, you cannot put a uh, a platoon company battalion of marines and all their gear and equipment onto a hercules um you know you could move uh, move all that um over a, with a bunch of hercules herculeses <laughs> over a short distance but you couldn't uh, have them living on said ship or ships for a period of time it is a point-to-point -point transport it is not a um you are you know the, the crew of the ship live on it the people embarked on it do not, um, and that is the the difference between, you know, how I deployed when I was in the Marines, where, you know, I sailed over, you know, on my deployment, I was embarked on a ship for months at a time. And the first deployment was mostly in Iraq, but we sailed on the way there. Second deployment, we were embarked on ship for months before getting to Iraq, and then on the way back. But you know, you're embarked on a ship. You live on on that ship with the sailors and the crew. You know, all your equipment is on that ship. And at any given time, anywhere you are, you are able to deploy those assets, you know, onto a foreign shore. 
that's the whole whole point is to have you know these these units you know forward deployed you know and basically patrolling around ready to respond to whatever an incident may be um you know and it's the the ue marines would be definitely much more combat focused but like i've done um humanitarian missions in the philippines um you know i've trained with other militaries in multiple countries and stuff you know they do a whole lot of stuff but so we already have a amazing dropship the valkyrie we have other dropships that also uh, fill fill different uh, more more niche dropship rules the valkyrie just being sort of the the generalist uh, within um but we don't have uh, and the valkyrie is ostensibly deployed from a carrier ship that we do not have um, we do not have a ship that would embark a bunch of Marines and all their equipment. Um, we have Navy ships. We don't have Marine ships. And in the, UE, in the UE Marine lore, they have their own ships. They don't operate like the U.S. Marines or the U.K. Marines do now. Um, and the Anvil Liberator lore specifically mentions that Anvil makes um, large-scale um, troop and vehicle transports um, and that the Liberator continues that tradition on a smaller scale that's you know, me paraphrasing but it's an exact quote and so when everybody says oh that's the liberator it's like no 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 the liberator is the baby the baby version the liberator is a more utilitarian hercules that's just less aerodynamic you know fulfills much the same role um similar to the way some landing ships from world war ii worked um that's how I, you know, see the Liberator because it doesn't have room to embark anyone to deploy from that ship, you know, when that ship is forward deployed. It is a point-to-point transport. Mm-hmm. Same, you know, just like the Hercules. And so, if Anvil in the lore, according to the the Liberator release, makes you know essentially this carrier um, that Marines would deploy from. Yeah, li- P9 TV. Liberator is a starter ship. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That's so the best for this tier, yeah, that's what they're talking about. Like this, this. Yeah. So this is like vehicle transportation as a function. So mm-hmm. we have mining yeah. as a function. We have exploration as a function. And we have uh, cargo as a function. This yeah. is vehicle transport as a function. Not vehicle transport. I guess the Liberator and the Hercules would be like tied for like the medium or the the, the second tier or something like that. Not the, the this ship is not that ground I ship to airport. This is vehicle transport. Yeah, the ground um, ship like plenty of things can take ground ship. That's not a function. Mm-hmm. Spaceship movement is a function. Space P nine TV mentions a hovercraft, and uh, if you look up the one that the Russians use. You know, like it's a giant, like seagoing hovercraft. It isn't like the LCACs that we, our Navy uses, that are from a, you know, an assault ship, uh, an LPD, uh, uh, LHD type ship. The the Russian hovercrafts are, you know, friggin' huge. Um, but the, my idea is mm-hmm. for a Valkyrie variant um, that could carry a single heavy vehicle and deploy from this carrier that the ue marines would use and so it would basically if, if you've looked looked at uh, the way ships in star citizen are built there are a whole bunch of pieces uh, you know stuck together um you know and each one of these pieces is actually an object container um but the if you removed the piece that is the cargo slash vehicle bay 
on the Valkyrie and also removed the troop compartment ahead of it. You know, you'd have to modify it a bit, but then you added some sort of gantry arms or something like that in order to latch on to a heavy vehicle. Um, P9TV is talking about like an SRV, you know, you could use an SRV for this purpose because an SRV can carry a large container. It can tow a ship. I think you could use it for this purpose. So the only thing is using it for this purpose in a combat environment. Yeah. I would bright be very orange. concerned. Yeah. On bright, or- bright orange, but even if you painted it right, but at, as a, as a Marine who has conducted many, many uh, sea, uh, seaborne landings uh, from different uh, methods, um, I would be very concerned if the vehicle that I was riding in getting ready to get dropped in, because um, it yeah, as going from a dropship versus a Liberator or Hercules, which would be landing rearward, you know, from your conflict zone in order to offload in a more safe environment, you know, without risking your great big giant ship. Um, this would be dropping very close to, you know, your, your, your front lines, very close to, you know, where the, the troops are hitting the beach, you know, deploying from, a, a, a standard Valkyrie. Um, and if you are using tractor beams and you took a few hits and your power fluctuated, and then suddenly your Nova Tonk with your three-man crew plummets to the <laughs> surface, oh. it would be really bad. I would want something mechanical where it has to be released um, in order to you know put the vehicle on the ground, not held by magical force fields that are subject to damage and power fluctuations. And um, so uh, I'm going to drop a couple images in chat or in um, Discord. All right. As there's, you can pull it up. Yep. That sort of detail what I'm talking about. Uh, where's the bigger one? From other sci-fi so obviously everybody should be familiar with what a pelican, you know, the, the pelican looks like. Um, oh, where'd he go? Um, what the pelican looks like from Halo. And this is just a, a fan art. Um, if you've, uh, you know, seen the, the pelican in game, you know, it can, you know, you, you can use condors and pelicans to carry vehicles and stuff. But you can see how um, the fan art removes the troop compartment, you know, from the one on the bottom in order to make room for whatever attachment mechanism you would use to drop a scorpion tank or a warthog. Um, but um, the Star Wars version of this is uh, from the Clone Wars. Um, the it's a low altitude. Let's see, low altitude assault transport, um, and there's variants of it. There's the um, I forget what they're, they're called. One is I, and I think the other one is C. Uh, I think the I one is for infantry, and C is uh, for carrier for vehicle, I think it was. Um, but you can see how it's got, you know, a mechanism for latching on to the vehicle, you know, and that's probably, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, magnetically operated might be a little bit dubious if the magnets lose power but something something to to latch onto the vehicle um and, and be able to you know the this valkyrie variant lands you know following hot on the heels of i'm doing the chris roberts talking method <laughs> 
<laughs> like Chris Roberts. <laughs> but you know, Valkyrie comes in and lands, and it's disgorging you know infantry out the sides and the back, and maybe like an Ursa rover or you know some other you know um, you know cyclones or something like that. And then in come behind, in comes behind it this Valkyrie variant and drops off a Nova, drops off a Ballista, you know whatever else we end up getting. Yeah, yeah can you imagine a, a bigger tank? A tank bigger than the ballista? Or no, a the, tank the bigger than the Nova. Oh, gosh, I, I don't think so. That's so huge. The the ballista or the the Nova <laughs> is a great tank, like, but it's it's an assault tank. It's it, grande. It is it is the basic of basic tanks. It is not a siege tank. Oh, are you talking about using <laughs> something like a uh, a mobile, um, oh crap, uh, like a self propelled gun, like a no, I'm just talking. So have you ever seen the Starcraft siege tank? Yeah, well, the like a, a siege tank though uses you know that when it's mobile, it's a tank. When it's not mobile, it's a um, you know it's an indirect fire weapon. It's like the the paladin that the army uses. Um, a tank uh, P9. Uh, we have several. I think the Nova also has some AA capabilities, but we have every rover has an AA variant. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's these... So we don't really need a tank for AA. Or no, no, it's a Atlas. But yeah, I th I think that it'd be really cool if we had a a bigger tank that was a just took up more space, not not taller but wider. I think it'd be just really cool. But yeah, I, I'm really liking the idea of this um, this extra variant of the the valkyrie that it makes a lot of sense too a vehicle oh. transport a bigger vehicle transport valkyrie what's up i'm looking well, i'm looking for it um so oh, i should have saved it <laughs> oh, i'm i'm stupid um <clears throat> so p9 tv says aa tank when um and so the I, I saw this and it's a fan art thing and I, I I'm trying to find it right now, but someone did a fan art variant uh, that was really well done of the Atlas, and it basically it becomes a the Atlas front end with like a trailer attachment on the back um, that has a great big gun on it um, and. Uh, the way it was written up, if I remember it correctly, could be used for um, both indirect fire, you know, like artillery, but also as an a, a large AA cannon. And it was a, I think it was a size, size five or a size six cannon on this thing. Um, it was super cool looking. Let's see, uh, Blizzrad in chat. Uh, but yeah, I think that eventually there are going to be people who play SC just for F FPS combat. And when Pyro comes out, those people will have a hard time getting to where they need to go. We will need things like a military version of the Star Lifter and a military light carrier. Maybe we have a military Star Lifter. We don't need another well, one. We we have the Star Lifter. We have the Liberator. We have we're we're pretty good for vehicle transport. Ground vehicle transport. What we don't yeah for for ground vehicle transport. What we don't have is a way to transport troops and deploy troops. You know, uh, f far forward. You know, if you are, you know, if your org is a a PMC 
and you're wanting to take it to the, the Vanduul yeah. and one of the Vanduul systems or something like that as part of maybe a contract from the UEE or something like, you know, whatever, you're not going to be able to... <coughs> Sorry, apologize. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to load everybody up from like three or four systems away um, in this safe base of operations and then fly all the way to Virgil or Orion um, or, or Tiber or something like that, and then hit the hit the Vanduul there. Um, you're you're not going to you're you're going to want to be operating from a mobile base um, as you go around and do these missions for the UEE or do contracts for other orgs, um, because if you're operating from a fixed base uh, and from you you know using Starfarers, you know loading and unloading at a fixed position and stuff, you're you're really limited, and that's why we do the this way in the marines now and for the the ue military you know they would you know this is how they would do it they would have marines forward deployed on these ships and they would use them to land their initial invasion force and then you would have the uh, star lifters and liberators bringing in army vehicles to follow um you know uh, other larger troop transports and everything that are more dedicated troop transports versus mm-hmm. uh, a, a landing ship yeah, the, or a ship that supports landings the and biggest, that sort of thing. the biggest difference between the valkyrie and the starlifter is the starlifter lands into an already secured area yes it has mm-hmm. turrets to make sure it's secure but it is not something you should be bringing into a front line and you yeah. can you can tell by the uh the commercials they used in each of the for each of the ships the see and that was funny to me because some people took those commercials and like look a missile just flew by and you can hear explosions in the distance and i'm like that's not the front line there kids that that's <laughs> artillery yeah that's doing that, its that job is, yes they the are landing can take a hit but not two yeah, they're they're landing at a staging point rear from the front lines, exactly mm-hmm. as you would as hope. And, and the plan. Valkyrie lands on the front lines. It yeah. is much like the Prowler. It is they're basically brothers from different civilizations. They are mm-hmm. land, get troops out, get out, bring yeah. in the next round. Uh, and the Val- the Liberator, much like the like he said, like the uh, Hercules, is also back in the staging area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it does much the same thing, except for it can bring a little bit, you know, a, a escort or like combat air patrol. Mm-hmm. And um, then Blizzard said, "I meant the star, the Starliner, as in the personnel transport." Uh, back when that was actually originally worked on, they were working mm-hmm. on a military variant. Um, yep. It had um, not only a good amount of troop transport capability, also a vehicle bay. Um, it also had a theater to have conferences in for your entire platoon. So that yeah. is definitely has been on the docket. So that will actually be pretty cool. But I like the, the UE idea. army could have star lifters with rows of seats, you know, uh, and the, just for flying, you know, uh, a battalion of troops or a company of troops to the front to deploy them mm-hmm. you just wouldn't you know that that trip you know uh, going from a secure ue base to uh the uh, the vandal the actual vandal front or an actual vandal battlefield you know uh, if star season was real and we didn't have this sort of time compression for travel and everything like that that trip would take days if not weeks what what, what but for players even for players that will most likely take hours 
to go from your secured base in a UE system, you know, to, <clears throat> you know, your, your target uh, several systems away. Um, and so that's why that being able to deploy from a mobile base, which is what these, you know, um, you know, what an LPD or an LHD with the U.S. Navy, and I forget what the equivalent would be with other contemporary navies would be. But everybody's like, you know, oh, you don't need those sorts of things. Those things aren't common. And it's like, no, they're, they're like the second most common type of ship behind like a, well, maybe third behind a destroyer and an attack submarine. The the U.S. Navy literally has a couple dozen of these things, wow. uh, of these, uh, you know, carriers for Marines and our, our toys. You know? I would actually make an argument for an RSI version of the Valkyrie dropship you're talking about. Because remember, I don't care who makes it. So I just think RSI you know, it is... would be easy for them to make a Valkyrie variant because yeah, require less modification. You know, like they already the have lore, it. Yeah, the, the lore would make sense because of how the, the lore for how the Valkyrie got developed. Mm -hmm. But as long as someone makes it, but remember I'll be happy. that RSI is supposed to be the old money. Like the people who were here <clears> first. <throat> they had like they own the uh flagship carrier, the Pegasus, and the battle carrier or the fleet carrier, the Bengal. Those are both RSI ships. Yes, Anvil is the new kind of they're getting all the military contracts now, but RSI was there even before Aegis was there. So if they're deploying something like back in the Tavar, well, I don't know if Tavarn War that the timeline might be a bit off for that, but originally to to get the ships for the Empire, it was RSI. That's why mm -hmm. we have all these RSI battleships. Um, like even I... even up when the <coughs> F eight was coming in, and that's a relatively new ship for the lore. Um, RSI was there again, saying, "Hey, we have the Scorpius," and that's that was their uh vote or their pledge for a heavy fighter for the navy so not only way back then but also now they are still a military contract kind of place so i think getting some smaller rsi military stuff in the game would also be a cool idea yeah i think rsi definitely needs to be more fleshed out um <laughs> hey, what, i lean i lean more towards anvil simply because ground combat and, and marine support is kind of their thing I wonder with if... the with the liberator the entire atlas line the valkyrie um and the lore from the liberator talking about how they are the ones that make these large-scale uh troop and vehicle transports you know that's the, the way i'm leaning yeah <laughs> i wonder if the leader of uh anvil is former marine i don't know i that I would just make think way too they, much sense they the the lore surrounding how the Valkyrie got developed. I think Anvil saw a niche that was ready to be exploited, and the Valkyrie was just one of the first steps. Because when they talk about the um, the uh, ability for the UE military to to conduct a forced landing um, during the during the Tavaran War or Tavaran Wars, they were garbage. They forgot everything we have learned. You know, in the twentieth, twenty-first century, you know, twenty-first century is about doing this, you know, and before, um, and they just did not have the capability. Well, how to many, do it how many decades, centuries has it been between conflict and the Tavarn War? Well, that that's the thing is that we didn't have <clears throat> because we uh, we went from the Tavarn War with this large-scale conflict to these sort of brushfire conflicts 
um, with the Vandal that, you know, just, they, they uh, would just explode, you know, in intensity. And then, you know, we, they would just hit us real hard, you know, and take this system and we'd retreat. And then they'd leave us alone for years and years, you know, little, not leave us alone, but, you know, mostly raids and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, Anvil recognized that, you know, um, with their, you know, and some people say it's AI, who knows, but with the, 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 the system that helped them develop, you know, and find the need for the Valkyrie, um, you know, the, the lore that talks about that system and the, the need for it, you know, the, uh, that's how, and this is how the UE Marines came to be. The Marines didn't exist before the Tavaran war. The Marines came to be after the Devara War because we had no ability to conduct a, an organized forced landing. It was a bunch of hodgepodge nonsense, and we got a lot of people killed and a lot of resources wasted. Um, and so that's why they developed the UE Marines. And I think the Valkyrie was a replacement for their first foray into an actual dropship, you know, because, you know, hundreds of years later. Um, it, but I think it's. You know, we, they, I think the UEE, when they built, you know, first developed the Marines and because the army and the Navy were jealous and angry about it for a long time, I think the UE Marines didn't get the resources they needed at first and the, the dedicated assets they needed at first. And now, um, after centuries of them kicking ass and taking names, I think that they're probably getting the resources they need. And that's why they have, you know, their own, they have their own Bengal battle groups. They don't rely on the Navy. They have their own, um, you know, they have their, their own essentially, you know, uh, versions of what an LHD is uh, an America class or a San Antonio class LPD. They have these things in game of their own. They have their own dedicated dropship that was built to serve their needs, you know, um, the the lore for it is really interesting, and it totally just you know makes my marine brain real happy. Uh, if if Paul ever watches this, he's just gonna you know make fun of me, but you know, <laughs> that's how my brain works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I I would love to say more civilian ships, but I couldn't really say what more civilian ships we would need. Um, we are just about a half an hour of this, so we are uh, two hours seventeen minutes, but. Oh yeah, man, I, I, I saw yeah. the timer. Yeah, uh, I think the the idea of the Valkyrie, Valkyrie dedicated vehicle transport is actually a really good, nice idea. Um, yeah, pair it with my 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 dream ship, the the Anvil um, assault ship, and and you know that and the Valkyrie. You know, you you've got a really interesting combination that you can use for not just military purposes, though. You can I, land civilian vehicles. You can use this to, you know. There's uh, actually a really interesting lore concept coming up in, in the universe, being made right now. Um, like we have so many human factions that are boiling over. We have Xenothreat versus the Navy. We have the anti-UEE versus the UEE. We have transitionalist versus uh, traditionalists. And with all these frays in society, one of them's going to break. So mm -hmm. eventually, we'll have two different human factions. Oh, there's going to be conflict. Ooh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> right. But also, ship manufacturers will have to choose, which means we're going to have to have two versions of every ship. 
somebody who sells to one side, somebody who sells to, unless of course you you do the whole you know selling to both sides, but that will get you that will get you caught eventually, and then you'll be burned by both. So yep. it's obviously a string they can play, but if like RSI has the bangle, if somebody splits off from like if let's say the People's Republic or Xenothreat or whoever is anti UEE splits off. Let's just say Terra splits off from the UE and makes this um, human Xion uh, alliance. So they are the human Xion uh, allies of the the East. They're gonna need their own carrier, and they're gonna say no. That's their carrier. We don't want any of their stuff. We, our stuff is better. Yep. And and Paul has been talking about this potential conflict and, and division for years. Paul Astropub Paul. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a big subscriber to that, that, uh, chain of thought, train of thought, um, because I, I think he's spot on in his interpretation of the, 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 the state of the UEE as it is right now, especially with the external and internal pressures. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and it would be really interesting to see how the UEE got broken up. Um, especially given how we know exactly where all these major ship manufacturers have their headquarters and where their operations are based out of. Actually, Anvil... Yeah, Anvil would have to make their own carrier because Anvil is Terra. Yeah. Anvil is on Terra. RSI is on Earth. I hate it. Yep. Um, Uh, Aegis is a little bit more all over the place. Because they're Uh, terrorists. Yeah, they're just huge. So that's another string they have to pull. Fiona Mezzer is not... Fiona Mezzer is still missing. And there are mm-hmm. still Mezzer loyalists in the UEE. Not to mention I'm we have the entire Kerthak in that entire bombshell of a storyline they can pull there. There is just yeah. so many things to go wrong in this universe. It's great. And I'll, before I'll... we before we shut down, we should probably mention and we should just probably mention before without deep diving into it, mm-hmm. but civilian ships because uh, uh, is it Bizrad or Blizzard? I don't know how to say it, um, but he was in the the chat and in runners when we were talking about this earlier. Um, we talked about a large miner. Um, we talked about a um, because the the ecl- or expanse is pair supposed to be paired with a prospector. What's going to be the refiner paired with the mole? Um, we have, <clears throat> you know, the mole is sort of like the the medium mining ship, you know, and we might get a medium refining ship. But does that mean we're going to get a large mining ship and a large refining ship? No, before you get up to large, the large uh, mining ship is the refining ship being the Orion. The Orion is capital, though. And okay, you're saying that before that, before okay, above, mm-hmm. medium, below, something in between. Cap. Okay, okay, yeah, I, if, I can get behind this. Yeah, if the I forget how big the mole is, but you know, it, it's a huge size gap. You know, and if the mole refinery is sort of equivalent size it would be a huge size gap going up to you know your capital it almost super capital i guess class orion um so why not something in between you know um same thing with repair ships the if the crucible you know is redesigned to meet uh, the (laughs) concept that was promised you you know it would have to get huge but then maybe we'll get a repair ship that's in between you know that and the the Vulcan to sort of fill up or backfill that space. 
Yeah. Look at that cute little guy. <laughs> yeah. So the mole is 45 meters and the Orion is 340. So what is... I the mole is a little bigger, but I guess not. Yeah, no, it's tiny. It, like, And I, I have some problems with the mole being the, the medium or whatever. I, I don't know. Mining's not my thing, so I can't really comment on it. I'll stay out of the argument. So... What is a pair that you know has a small, medium, large, other than the whole series? Um, what kind of has that scale? Well, and that's the thing is we have... We don't really have a scale to compare <clears throat> it to. We have several things that are small, medium, capital. You know, we had that for medical. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mining apparently we have Actually, small we medium capital have, if we do if we were to pull up the tally where's the tally 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 tally, tally repair here. we have small medium large-ish you know we so don't know which one the retaliator is a torpedo boat right mm -hmm. and the polaris is a torpedo boat is it not? I guess you could say, yeah, the Tally, Polaris, and Gladiator. So that would be small, medium, and large. Yeah, I guess the the Polaris would be like a little bit for big for the large size, mm -hmm. but if you're including, but because the Javelin has torpedoes, you could say the yeah. the Javelin is the the capital, you know, and so <clears throat> you could have a a minor that is. A hundred and some odd meters, you know, low and, hundreds. And Blizzard said 300, 400, 600, 890. That is another good one. So between... Yeah, for luxury. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's another good uh, spectrum. So let's go 890 and... There's uh, a lot of... Yeah, the P9TV just said, we will get the same professions filled with alien ships. And I, I completely <laughs> agree. Um, I think we're probably going to get those, all the, you know, get the professions more filled out. Um, with human ships, but I think they're going to get the ball rolling for alien ships um, as the as CIG grows. Yeah, you know, I, we're talking I've about that massive growth. I've for always been talking about how there's so much more content than they have people for right now. Because mm -hmm. you're right, they do need a hauler, a touring ship, a bomber, a military transport, all these different ships for every single civil uh, uh, civilization. Not only the Vanduul, which they already have, but the Tavar need all their back uh, their ships backstopped, so we know what they looked like back then. I um, could see the them not fleshing out the Tavarn and Xion as much with like as many manufacturers, but still so, having. Interestingly enough, you know, the Xion have a different way of doing their business altogether. For yeah, a ship manufacturer to exist, it has to be ordained by the government. The yeah, Wylan, um The equivalent for us would be uh, like a certificate of need. Mm -hmm. So the Rylan is, they are transport. The Gatak Rylan. Right? Is it right? Yeah, Gatak is the company. Gatak is the company that does material transport ships. That is their company in the government. They are the only ones who make those ships. Uh, the Xion Scout by Apoa. Apoa is the fighter of the Xion. Nobody else in the Xion Empire makes fighters. And so that's how that works. So it's super interesting how they do it. And so the Gatak is awfully empty. I mean, it's it's one ship. <laughs> 
it is what is the it's the medium transport they have different philosophies on how to build ships and i love that that actually comes out in the design well and there there is the the rumored gatak uh, i think it's uh, the the capital cargo Ooh. Um, that we had that if you let's see yeah the, the, the really cargo. old cargo ship that was in in concept art yeah uh, yeah, the the leaks. If you Google Xi'an Capital Cargo, it's one of the first things that comes up in images. Um, also has so there's, a, there's a concept image, and then oh, there's a um, it looks like a like almost like a, a early white box. Oh yeah, it was horribly bulky, and uh, I think you're thinking of the image with the uh, the whole C through it. Uh, that's e. actually a whole E. Pull E through it. I, I, so that is the ship that later became the Gatak Rylan. So I forget where they mentioned it, but that it's not like the exact same ship, but it is the idea train that eventually flowed into us getting the weirdly up, straight up and down, but also normal floor setup. See, the... I think that that ship is um, in a squadron. Oh, you think it's gonna... Ooh, okay, okay. I'll I'll be here for that. I can be here for that. Uh, let's see. Anyway, uh, we're, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, refinery. So yeah, other than like a couple of different things, I definitely think absolutely we should get them. The problem with uh refining and a mining large ship is basically mapping right now, because we don't have enough minerals to make that make sense. Like, the Aaron Halo would be the place you would need to deploy that. But we don't have a need for it yet. There would have to be a mechanic made. So, yes, I can see in near term, having more mining abilities or more mining territory, especially in Pyro, and needing a large, not capital, mining ship and refining ship. I like it. I like it a lot. Civilian things be made. We also need small builders. I know it's not a near-term thing, but small building ships. Yeah, the the Pioneer is way out there, but I think there's going to be other ships, vehicles that um, are related to that profession. Yeah, think of one. think of a. I got a screenshot in Discord in okay. our Discord. So think um, of like a what's it called? The the Expanse is a uh, a Expanse size ship that is a local. Uh, what's it called? Uh, factory. Basically, you you go to a place. You are the factory, much like the Pioneer is. But the Pioneer is also a prefab factory. Mm-hmm. So imagine like a compact factory doesn't have as many things it can do, but can still get you an outpost that you need. Or at least I the think the Pioneer will end up being kind of like how the Orion does mining and refining. I think the Pioneer will be able to manufacture um, structural things, but also, um, you know, put, put them together in, in as far as a, uh, a putting the, comp- you know, the component pieces of a structure together to make a structure. <clears throat> Whereas other buildings or other building ships or building vehicles might not be able to do the 3d printing part. Mm-hmm. They might have to take three, you know, uh, pre-made, um, pieces from the Pioneer or from somewhere else and put them together. I would love a Jupiter 2 Blizzard 
Like I would, oh, the, from the newer ones, from the newer Lost in Space, I would love a Jupiter Two. I that really is, enjoy that TV show. Yeah, that the design of the Jupiter Two from the new from the newest series is one of the best concepts I've seen, and it is it, so good. It looks so Crusader. Yes, it does look very Crusader. I yeah. It also looks slightly Anvil because Anvil loves the disky things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it does have some influence. It sure. it could go either way. They could force it into whichever bucket they'd like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would love that. Um, and then you sent me a picture on Xi'an Cargo, which is a um. It doesn't say ship though, and it's a very vague thing. Though, yeah, it that... just says Xi'an Cargo. All it says construction and implementation of interior, interior and yeah. exterior approved concepts. Is that and a I building? That is... is that the boxes? Is that a ship? Well, we... so that um, that thing that uh, mm-hmm. the it was just when it was leaked, it was just called Gian Cargo. Gian love for Gian Cargo okay. ship. Okay. That that ginormous cargo thing. Do I think that that's going to be a player purchasable thing? Absolutely not. No. But do I think that we will see them flying around in game? Maybe it'll be a player controllable thing. Who knows? You know, it's not a priority for CIG, but I think it's gonna gonna happen eventually. And with the the growth in Manchester, with all of CIG essentially adding, you know. I think an additional 700 people over the next four or five years is their goal. Mm-hmm. Six or 700 people. That's a lot of room for a lot more ship devs. They can build a lot more ships. They're, you know, yeah. they're already pretty, you know, have a pretty and, good ship. And remember, it's not just Squadron 42 that's coming out in the next two years, hopefully sometime. There's yeah. also two more episodes to go, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be built for them. So that is going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. We are now past two hours and 30 minutes. How long have we been doing? Have you been keeping track? Of how long have we been doing your um, your scanner anomaly? Just uh, out of somewhere around thirty, just over thirty minutes. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yep, because we got we got a lot of ideas, both civilian and yeah, you know, or or, or industry and, and combat related. Industry, combat, and alien. Civilian. So, yeah. yeah, covered covered our bases. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that could go. Yeah. So it was a bit of a weirder time with my scanner anomaly. That being it, more of a discussion, kind of like let's see what we can think of. Um, well, but it's it's something that is a constant point of conversation in the discord in the the circles that you and I run in. So yes, it's a, a discussion worth having for sure. Yeah. So let's see what all <laughs> did we cover this episode? We covered. Uh, let's go back to the show notes. We covered the identity crisis of the Starfarer, what it started life as, and all the changes that's happened through it, and what the heck is going on with quantum fuel specifically, and refiners, now that we have a whole refining ship. We covered, um, tractor beams, and we covered ships that we'd like to see in the, uh, verse, in the, in the shorter to nearish future. We also read over the roadmap update, and that's uh, very short this week, but we'll have a hopefully much bigger one next episode. And next episode, we are going to be covering not only the roadmap update, but the monthly report. And also, as always, Spectre, uh, Spectrum Pulse and two more scanner anomalies for you. Uh, for those listening on podcast places, uh, there are the show notes will be in the description. And you can go and read through those. There's also going to be links for uh, other places to view this so if you want any of the visuals you can go there 
Um, there's also going to be Discord links and things, so you guys can also join in the discussion. We love hearing about Star Citizen people. Even if you're not a Star Citizen player or you don't uh, like or uh, play Star Citizen, we love, we love just talking about games. So, obviously, we love talking about it. So just drop us a line wherever you may be. Um, and then for the people who's watching this on YouTube forever, uh, we will be, uh, for this week, we will be releasing the whole podcast and then the sections of the podcast. So if you don't want to watch an entire almost three-hour show, we'll be breaking this up into smaller bits. And then next week, we're going to try the reverse, see which one works better. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's all the housekeeping for this episode. You got anything else, Tree? No, uh, we, we've had... Uh... You know, a number of people, you know, watching uh, live and participating in chat. And I just yep. want to say thank you for joining us. And we appreciate um, you guys joining in on the conversation and, and your feedback. And um, glad to have you guys here. Hope to see you on the next one. Um, we will keep our fingers crossed that we've got a, a juicy um, roadmap update to, to dive into. I can only delay um, it for so long. <laughs> but we'll, we'll also have at least a monthly report. So, yep. Um, that should be really interesting as well. And and for those of you who don't know, it's not every week, but it's every other Monday. We go ahead and do these podcasts on Twitch. Um, and then we release them within one or two days onto all of the other social medias being on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes, and Anchor, I believe, are the four places we post this. I think I'm yeah. not missing any, so <laughs> it's my job. I should know where I'm posting it. Anchor is the thing that puts it out to the other podcast services isn't right? it is, on... a... is, is it also a hosting site i don't remember it's been two know. weeks since i posted That's something your I, don't job, know. I know it's my job i should know what i'm doing uh oh it's because i'm using what's this called uh oh that's just the R R S feed or RSS feed. Never mind. So it's it, yes, we also have the RSS feed. That will everything will be posted in each other's links in all the videos and podcast things. So you'll be able to find your way around to all the other places we use this. Okay, that's it. Let's go. That's it. Cool. I'm done. Have a good have one, a good everyone. Night. And we'll see you. Yeah. Hopefully, see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye.